This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. What is going on, everybody? It is episode 209 of Pop Culture Crisis. I almost said 258 for some reason. I have no idea why. (laughs) My name is Brett. I'm here with my co-host. Would you introduce yourself, please? What is up, Crisis Nation? It's Mary. <laughs> Crisis Nation makes me think of like the like Trap Nation and uh, like all the the stations on YouTube <laughs> for music. Yeah, no. Yeah, no? yeah, yeah. That's that's the thing. We should have a, our own music channel with Carter called Crisis Nation, or like World Star. <laughs> <laughs> we, we could be doing more World Star Hip Hop like reviews, that is for sure. Uh, we have a guest host t- today. Would you introduce yourself, please? Hi, I'm Taylor. I'm back again. How you doing? I'm doing excellent. Also, did you introduce yourself? I feel like you just said Crisis Nation. I don't feel like I you said actually... it's Mary. Did you? They okay. know. They, they already know anyway. Everybody knows. I don't need to introduce myself at this point. But you should do every you show. No introduction needed. You should do every show as if there's new people watching. That's why Even though there never are, there never is. <laughs> but that, to the point, to the point, like a lot of times, like when, like when people are telling stories on a podcast, and you, if if it's a show you watch on a regular basis, you've heard that story before. Like that's like a thing where you have to like train yourself to not say, "I know I've said this before," because the yeah. point is that you want to, uh, you want it to sound as if it's new for the people who are listening for the first time. This is only meant to imitate a natural conversation. I, I think of like <laughs> I was watching that video earlier. There's a there's like a Bill Maher uh, video that just came out like with him and Woody Harrelson or any podcast like with Joe Rogan where they're like smoking cigars. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, they had to like do that. Right. Like that's not like a thing where it didn't just like randomly happen. Otherwise, there would be a clip on air of the guy. going like, can I like smoke this in here? But that's, <laughs> yeah. that never happened. So it's part of the pre-production. Well, there's some podcasts and- like that. It's, uh, you think so? The, yeah. They plan that ahead of time? That are a little more natural. Yeah, do you guys mind if I light my cigar? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're totally good. You're That's totally the 300th good. episode is we're going to smoke cigars or <laughs> something like that. I will do no such thing. Something I will do no like such that. thing. So today, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. We are going to talk about House of the Dragons, uh, House of the Dragon uh, ratings going down, down, down. Though, as far as I can see, the show is getting good reviews from everyone that I that that I follow. I'm through episode three right now. But we also want to talk about the uh, the weird Hollywood push to um, normalize to, incest. That's okay, just say it out loud. loud We're going to talk about it. Yes. I didn't get, even put it in the headline today. I didn't. Get ready, y'all. I, I didn't put it in the headline. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about, once again, uh, more um, cannon fodder for James Bond news as he gets pulled back and forth as a character between random political ideologies, random Hollywood belief systems, uh, and just the fact that he's not going to be allowed to be James Bond for very much longer, at least in my opinion. Uh, and then after that, we are going to we are going to talk about Olivia Wilde and what she thinks are double standards relating to her and her job as a director. 
Uh, we're going to get into that and how she thinks that it's due to uh, the, the genitalia that she possesses is the reason she's being treated the way she is. Yeah. I have my doubts. For you true fans who saw my Instagram story earlier, you'll know how Brett truly feels about Olivia Wilde. Oh, come on, man. I, that, that was a joke. <laughs> I exposed you. That, you did not expose anything. Now that people are going to go, look, your Stryzan Stry affecting this right now. It's yeah, that's, that's intentional. It's, it's not fair. All right, so we got that. We got Podlock. We got a bunch of other stuff. So if you ladies are ready, we will just get right into it. Mary, are we ready? We're ready. Are we ready, Taylor? I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready. Ready? I'm okay. Ready. Everybody's good. So it says, House of the Dragons rating. House of the Dragon ratings fall far below expectations during season one. I don't know what those expectations would have been, but it was never going to become what it used to be when Game of Thrones was the show that it was. And what's funny about that is, to me, it tells you how fast the world changes. In this case, it's the streaming wars, but I saw Andrew Schultz made a post today about, like, he showed, like, when the Wright brothers, like, flew the first airplane and then, like, when we went to the moon and said, like, this, these were, like, 66 years apart. Well, in streaming... The, you know, 2019 might as well be forever ago because it's a very different world that we well, live in now. When did Game of Thrones begin? Were, were the streaming wars even... No, they weren't even a thing. It was on HBO. At that point? It was still on HBO Go at the time. Like, you couldn't wow. watch it. Like, remember, remember HBO Go? That yeah. Was a thing. You just uh, reminded me. <laughs> that, that, that was a thing. Like, I remember I was, I was living in Minneapolis uh, and my roommate had it because I, I couldn't afford HBO. <laughs> no. What year was that? 2012, I think. Okay. 2013. Yeah, uh, so it was a different landscape then. It was so for sure. I don't know what they expected the ratings to be, but there was a huge drop between uh, weeks two and three. Uh, well, after, after episode three, they I I don't know how they could have thought it would compete with original the original viewership, right? Never like was you going can't to. even get close to it, let alone surpass that. So, so they're they're they're. Barely getting over 2.7, like the, the premiere was 2.17 million, and then it jumped to 2.64 million in week two. But the thing is, is because it's streaming, your immediate numbers aren't as important. It doesn't really matter that much how much people are tuning in right then. It's how many people actually tune in at all throughout that week. I think so with holding on to cultural influence for longer and having these staggered releases that watch time would be more important than just the views on a pilot yeah well i think i think they're kind of um they're programmed to compare it to how they used to compare old game of thrones and back then yeah it wouldn't have been a watch time model yeah it would have been judging it based on how many people actually tuned in during the premiere the article basically points out though that they still think there's a lot of stink on it from how bad season eight was and also that uh, the fact that the they're, they're trying to build off of like a previous edition of the books, but he hasn't even finished the actual book series. Yeah, I don't even think he plans to. I think he's probably fatigued with the whole thing. I think it's done. I my, This is really? one of my other conspiracy theories. I think it's oh. done, and he's going to release it when he dies. Huh. He's got enough money to live on. He doesn't need the release Why of the book. Why does he want to wait until then? Uh, maybe he doesn't want to know. What pe it? Maybe he doesn't care. What pe he doesn't want to hear what people think of it. And let's face it, Game of Thrones became such a huge cultural phenomenon that it's never going to actually live up to the hype of the show and the books combined and where they are now. At least in my opinion, it will not. So I, I think he's like he's just sitting on the manuscript, uh, and when he and when he dies, he's just gonna it goes out through. That's his, in his will. Yeah, like it goes out through his. I don't know if George R. R. Martin has kids. I'm assuming he probably does. Maybe I'm I don't not know. Sure, uh, his personal life. 
But I can imagine, like, you know, he's got a lawyer. He's got uh, a law firm on retainer. That's job it is to, to release it once it comes out, once he does. Yeah, In do you think he's disappointed death. with how it's been adapted no. and that might be part of the reason why? My favorite part, no, no, I don't know if that's it, but my favorite part of all of these is listening to like the writers have to pretend like they actually really love this stuff, like when they make their adaptations of their books, like, it's so great, yeah. when really they probably don't think it's all that great, but it affects their bottom line if they don't speak nicely uh, about the properties. I Yeah, I suppose so. So uh, the other thing is, is I'm up through episode three, uh, and it's... Fine. It's well, supposedly episodes four and five are when things really ramp up with <laughs> the incest yeah. and the, you know, just general not safe for work content. NSFW, A subject guys, of debate if you right are, now. If you have children in the room, you may cover their ears. Or I really hope no one watches this show with children kid. in the room. But I, I, I get I cover their ears uh, every time. Or what was it like? They have like the there's like the plug in for your computer that Tim was talking about, and he's like every time what? it says Republican or, or right wing, it says did bad thing rather than listing what they actually do. It's like a plug in that changes it and just says did bad thing. <laughs> yeah, they could do that. Wow. Uh, so this article says House of the Dragon viewers call out fellow fans for romanticizing incest scenes. This is what Hollywood wants. Uh, okay. I don't know if this is what Hollywood wants, but they certainly have a, a, a strong uh, desire to cover this stuff and, and put it in shows on a regular basis. Well, it's now seen as a given, particularly with Game of Thrones, but it's going to spread out and branch out as a theme f for other shows from that point. It said incest should come as no surprise to Game of Thrones fans. I don't know why that is. Why, why shouldn't it come as a surprise? It should be a surprise. Like, it should always be a little off-putting. A lot <laughs> off-putting. We've Especially talked about this before in other shows. If, if the show is framing it as a bad thing, which is the qualifier that is consistently brought up. Well, like, at least it's, it's bad. Yeah, at least it's shown as something to make you uncomfortable in the show, right? It's a moral dilemma that you're supposed to wrestle with. But that's not what in reality is being received because the fans are, I mean, at least the ones who are disturbed by it um, are seeing a faction romanticizing it and shipping it. I hate shipping, even when it's fictional characters. Oh, shipping is like part of what's damaged all of this. Is, is There's so much uh, the shipping culture in, in shipping. has spread out from yeah. like the darkest corners of DeviantArt and Tumblr into mainstream conversations on social media that I can't believe. What is shipping? This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it... <clears throat> a real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. What is oh, shipping? Yeah. I almost feel like we shouldn't tell her because her life is so much better off not knowing. <laughs> oh. Okay, ship is short for relationship, right? Okay. Um, I learned that on this show, weirdly enough. I knew what shipping, shipping meant, but I didn't know the the actual phonetic <laughs> meaning yeah. of it. But um, it's when people want to fictional or maybe real people to okay. be in a relationship. Okay, that makes together. sense. So they're shipping a blood-related niece and uncle. Oh, no. And 
we, I mean, that essentially proves that they're the show is not accomplishing what, what the fans defending do. it are claiming it is accomplishing, which right. is like showing you something morally complicated and making you uncomfortable with it to like, I don't know. Being, <laughs> being into it. To, <laughs> to like analyze the social dynamic of ancient northern europe yeah. i don't even when, know when it was what, a, when it was like, a prevalent thing yeah but people do that with like porn but now too. they're making yeah. it prevalent again in contemporary society and changing people's feelings about incest and it's like what could possibly be the reason for this why do you think that is do you I, have, do, I, can you can you think of a reason i can't like even imagine being in their shoes what they would like other of, than just shock value and wanting people to watch the show purely for how risque it is. It, it, it also diminishes the shock value, though. Once you repeat that theme over and over again. You can't go back to it. And have then it you need to make shocking. it more and more extreme. So, I, so I, where I, do we go from there? Oh, no. I don't want to find out what next season is going to happen. Like, if, I, yeah, if I don't know either. Normal now. So it, it has like three tweets here from people who are like that. And my favorite part is like they're like confused and know it's wrong, but can't help but uh, find it good, right? So yeah. the, uh, the one says, why is Damon and Renera so hot together? They have no right. And then the other one basically says the same thing and says they're so confused. And that is like, uh, it is a weird shift in our culture that it's even being discussed. And I feel like it, it would have been better left unsaid, like untalked about. But the other thing I thought it was like you said, like what would be the purpose of it? I was thinking back to like, remember when California like decriminalized get, knowingly giving someone AIDS? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The, 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 like culture is just in general going in a bad direction. I mean, sure. But like why from the perspective of the showrunners. Thank you. Is this something they want to show as like at least a morally neutral yeah. or like tantalizing theme when I think it's also relevant that there's this huge age gap between the actors yeah, and then the a same. huger age gap between the characters with their fictional ages. When, when we were getting ready for the show today, um, I, I walk by Mary and she's just looking at the picture of uh, of Rhaenyra and she's like, she looks like she's seven. Yeah. She literally does in this in this screen cap. She looks like an actual child. Yep. the the actress is twenty two. Uh, so and then Matt Smith is like forty, yeah, almost. Probably. At least that's the right way to do it. Have an adult who can. Though they I know, but then do it fictionally in a show, but yeah, but then the the actress who plays Alicent Hightower agreed to do sexual scenes when she like contractually agreed to it when she was 17 and then they began filming them when she like after she turned 18 i like this part here yeah. it says the person says <laughs> how can Wait. you consent to that then exactly that's what we're saying like it's just the definition of grooming There's this whole franchise i just think is like so i don't know like i think it's uniquely deviant yeah i think a lot of media and shows have that kind of grooming aspect to them whether it's intentional or not yeah. or for shock value but or it, a darker at least agenda. they used to attempt to hide it whereas we found out this information from an interview of the actress where she just openly admitted yeah that she signed these contracts and took this role as an underage like a minor and then as soon as she turned 18, they began filming intimate scenes with her. It 
is in broad daylight and I don't know what reaction we're expected to have at this point. Um, it's like testing the boundaries constantly, pushing mm -hmm. pushing the boundaries, but not doing so artistically just by, I guess, violating the sensibilities of the viewers. But also the but also part of it's like uh, we had a culture in like listen you weren't even alive in the in the late nineties and the early two thousands where it was uh, well in the early two thousands but it was a culture that was constantly pushing boundaries and becoming more and more uh, I mean the 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 religious right at that time was complaining constantly about over slippery slope yeah slippery slippery slope over sexualization of women yeah uh, and what it would do to society if if we did this uh, and companies I think of like. WWE, the WWF at the time with like the Attitude Era where all of the women were hypersexualized. Granted, they still are today, but they're actual athletes and, and can do their job. Uh, Hyper-violent, hyper-sexualized. Hyper and it was somehow more innocent than a time now, which is weirdly puritanical in some respects, mm -hmm. but also far more deviant in others. Well, it's puritanical in the respect that they openly admit to planning an intimate scene for seven months straight with an intimacy coordinator and well, robotically yes. choreographing simulations of sex. But then they are showing it to the audience with no preparation, no context, no reason that advances the plot and solely to shock them and, and also to disgust them. And I'm okay with the concept of like, showing something that's supposed to disgust an audience to get a, a how reaction. How far do you take But that, how though? far do you take it? Mm -hmm. In this case... It, it looks like we're going straight to children. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think we've, like... I, I had this argument with, with someone once where I I, I, I saw a comment on, on, like, one of the videos yesterday that called me black-pilled Brett, and, and that can be Is true. Is that who you are in, on this in a, show? In a lot of respects... I felt like society would would draw the line <laughs> when we when we heard the term maps. And, right. and that now I'm not even so sure if I buy that society will actually push back anymore. Uh, and in this in this case, I think it's kind of like the frog in the boiling pot, and they just kind of do it little by little and make it a little bit worse and a little bit worse and a little bit worse uh, yeah. to the point uh, that nothing shocks you anymore. And it's working. Yeah. I feel oh, that even this becoming a subject of debate like i know there are fans who find this disturbing and who are against the shipping um like one of these tweets says wait uh there are people actual human beings who legitimately ship rhaenyra and damon thanos was right yep that's my favorite one that's and <laughs> at the very least there's people some pushing people back. are pushing back against it but i don't think it's even a good thing that this has become a subject of debate. It's still pushing the Overton window yes. of what's acceptable that you are forced to be that certain viewers are cornered into saying that this isn't okay. Like you shouldn't even have to say that out loud. What it does is it becomes the example that they use. The next time something comes yeah. up, they're like, well, they did it in House of the Dragon and nothing bad happened. Therefore, it's old Therefore, news it's fine. and let's they're push the envelope even, even further. further exactly so uh it's kind of done like that on purpose and like now i'm not saying that there's some nefarious cabal of weird hollywood pedos uh in lizard skin out to to steal your children but i am saying that it is a concerted effort to change our moral compass as a society through arts and entertainment which is clearly far more uh, effective of a means of reaching the public than through anything like public policy seems to be yeah like one of these tweets said that 
they said, I feel like Game of Thrones has made everyone casually accept incest on TV. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're openly admitting it. And it's like, I'm surprised that anyone is willing to even openly confess that they're confused by this. Yeah. It's not a confusing subject. At least it didn't. It, it should be was fairly never, black and white. It was never confusing before. Why is there a gray area now? Yep, incest. That was is that bad. was artificially created yeah. by the media. Yep, absolutely. I don't uh, think this is like something that the audience demanded. It's just more of. A, do you, okay. Do you think that this is also, um, as much as it is part of the media, do you think it's also uh, somewhat reflective of society in general? Because I was also thinking of the Anna de Armas thing where she says that she created this piece of art uh, and basically has nude scenes and that they're going to end up becoming viral and that kind of disgusts her. I'm like, but you're still putting it out there. But they're putting it out there because there's clearly public interest for it. I feel like... So who's to blame here? Is it us that consumes it? But they're astroturfing that public interest in it. They're trying you to believe create that it's that artificially interest. created. I don't think that that's something the consumers demanded. And also, like, it was perfectly possible to make sexually suggestive content in films when we had decency laws. And that was done artistically, you, and it was okay. done in a clever way. And that's something I can genuinely appreciate. I'm not sure I how like I feel. I like that better, too. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather not know what everyone looks like naked. I'm not yeah. sure what, how I feel about it. Can you explain how you would uh, uh, impose? I'm not sure if I'm in for the decency law. I mean, law maybe. I, I don't know about I, I'm not saying that, how but that could be enforced today. To, um, it's been so long since. To, like, suggest something's happening in a scene without yeah. being, like, in your face about it. Yeah, like, I, think about if. We had watched Top Gun Maverick, which you love. I love it. And we had to watch an entire, like, uninterrupted sex scene between well, if you're Maverick me, and I, Penny. So That's I, so awkward. Do I have to see and Jennifer Connelly naked? Oh, no. But, <laughs> Brett, it's a family-friendly movie for I'm, a reason. I'm, I'm half kidding. Uh, and plus, and I don't want to see Tom I'm Cruise sure naked. there was a question as to, like, how, how to film to that or yeah. what to show it's something that didn't even need to be thought about before there is a little bit of apples and oranges here though because the 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 i, I don't know what the rating was for top gun maverick it was probably pg-13 is not in the same rating category as game of thrones so it's not like they're sent to the same place but back in the day you would see this in movies and not television and if you wanted to go see an r-rated movie and you were a kid you had to either get your parents permission or sneak in now now kids are literally sat on a couch with things on autoplay yeah and this is one of them and you can it also it's also funny too because then you have disney who who like um censored scenes from like marvel shows on their platform and and put like age restrictions on how you could get it on how you could get to it Mm -hmm. but then this is like i think this situation with anna de armas is fundamentally different though because she seems to have filmed scenes she was genuinely uncomfortable doing yeah she and then and, and like she condemns what is in the scene but then also claims it was necessary to accurately portray Marilyn's life. I want, I want to read this quote. So, so it says, The actress added that the movie was outside of her comfort zone, but she did it for the film's director, Andrew Dominic, and the iconic Monroe. She says, quote, I did things in this movie I would have never done for anyone else. 
ever. I did it for her and I did it for Andrew, she said. That's such a twisted way to word it because yes. you are actually dishonoring the memory of a dead woman who likely wouldn't be okay with a POV abortion shot yeah. that like exposes one of the lowest moments of her life in probably an inaccurate way. Oh, a propagandistic way, I'm yes, sure. Yes, and I mean, there was a lot of uh, social media controversy about that movie as well. That's a different story. Yeah. But, I mean, I think Anna de Armas sort of revealed that she was uncomfortable doing this. Again, we're going to find out And in felt guilty years. about it. Yeah. She literally visited Marilyn Monroe's grave. It doesn't seem like she felt great about what about this project and the outcome of it and what it showed and she knew that it would go viral and she knew that that's even though it's a fictionalized dramatized retelling of Marilyn's yeah, life based on people take it as a yes it's based on a novel yeah. people still of course are going to take it as historical information alternative mm-hmm. history and movies based on books of people's lives are going to be very dangerous for the coming future because I mean Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon mm-hmm. are also taken as historical fact well, by ignorant people, people about medieval Europe yeah. in a world that doesn't exist they're like <laughs> there weren't dragons back then it's right <laughs> that uh, she was left confused about the film receiving the NC-17 rating. Yeah, she, at the very Because she said, oh, I've seen worse. It felt like that did feel to me to be a bit of a... Uh, because it's a Netflix movie, so the NC-17 doesn't actually matter. NC-17 mm-hmm. would only That's actually... That's just for theaters, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, NC, yeah, NC-17 is basically... An R-rated movie means a 17-year-old can go as long as they're accompanied by an adult. Right. NC-17 means nobody under 17 can go. I mean, I thought based on the subject matter and the woman being portrayed, it would make more sense for it to be a theatrical release, but... Mm -hmm. Uh, It'll probably get a limited theatrical... (laughs) uh, Netflix has been doing that with some movies. It'll get a limited run. From what I hear, it wasn't very well received. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, this, this quote is just so telling. She said, it's disgusting, it's upsetting just to think about it. I can't control it. You can't really control what they do and how they take things out of context. I don't think it gave me second thoughts. It just gave me a bad taste to think about the future of those clips. She did have control over it. She could have just not done it. She she probably had more creative input than she's letting on as well. And if she found it so disgusting and upsetting that those clips would be taken out of context, then do scenes that are like contextually and historically accurate and not disrespectful to a dead woman it seems maybe don't wait till after you film the scenes to talk about how disgusting and upsetting and it's also hating on the audience again like usual saying that they're disgusting and you're taking it the wrong way you're taking it out of context when it's designed to be that way it seems as though she has a great amount of uh, respect for the director, and that's why she went through with them. Without, I can't imagine uh, why. Um, if she, I mean, people even said that it seemed to be filmed in a way that the director was specifically trying to expose Anna de Armas's body rather than show a, uh, an accurate retelling of, yeah. of the novel and of Monroe's life. Like, that it was more like just a stereotypical perverted director 
making perverted scenes of an actress he was into. I saw a great meme the other day. It says Quentin Tarantino announces his uh, historic 10th and final film, or like his, his, or tw- his 20th film. Like the, he's going to retire after his uh, one of his next movies, and it's like. And it, I thought it, he took that back. But then it was well, this was a meme, so, and then it cuts to the cover of Happy Feet. <laughs> <laughs> a masterpiece masterpiece absolute masterpiece so uh, let's go super chats johnny derp said taylor do you think there's an alternate universe where a guy would get a cash prize and a job because he lost to a girl in a competition easy mode Ooh. an alternate <laughs> universe is that is there an alternate universe where that happens is there alternate universes period that that would be cool. Would be cool. <laughs> uh, I, I hope there's an alternate universe where girls are just competing in competitions together. Still, that's a fa- don't that's have a fair to worry point. about yeah. that. But um, I don't know. I feel like more and more people who speak up about stuff like that are gonna be offered jobs and rewards for it because people really respect it when you speak up for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone that I've seen that spoke up on issues like this say that like there's the initial backlash and then they find that there's far more support than they realized once they uh, yeah. they stand by their and word for a while. I enough. I didn't do it looking for a job. Tim Pool called me. I didn't even know who Tim was at the time. Oh, put but him in his No, no, place. I no, I'm not saying like once I got here it was it was really actually I think a good thing that I didn't know what I was getting into because I I got to know you guys without like being super intimidated by you. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? That makes. No, I feel that, like that I would have been scared. Even though we're scared. like not Thank intimidating you. people at all. Not at yeah, all. but um, I got offered a few jobs, and I'm really happy to be here. And I hope that when other people speak up, they also have a lot of support in that way and other ways. I know some other girls who have had similar situations. So. And to be fair, a guy in that situation w- wouldn't lose to. Uh, 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 do you understand what I'm saying? There, this I, alternate universe of yours would have to be so different. It would, it would be very different. So, <laughs> Caper Two X said, "Mary, so disappointed. No beanie or space donuts. I have a be- I have beanies. Uh, I I've will unwa- wear I've a new- beanie tomorrow. I forgot. Okay. Do you have beanies? I have beanies. I have a beanie. Okay, or great. two, or three. Or three. Tacti said, "Shipping Seamus and Mary, and it's wholesome. What would that it be? Okay, the farthest thing from wholesome I can think of." <laughs> That means okay. Then before we move on, then we have to ask this question: What would the ship name be? It would have to be what? Shamey, Sherry, 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 Sherry. <laughs> Mamus is not Mamus good. Just no, sounds like no, that's wrong. I'm, I'm maiming people. Ma- um, what about Marymus? <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to say the whole of someone's name. Um, so it would have to be. I'm telling you, it has to be. Shamey uh, is good. Shamey. No, because your name's not Mamie. Your name's Mary. So it'd have to be Sherry. But the E part would be coming from me. These are the deep and important questions. This is why we can't ship them. There's no, there's no, there's good, no good name. Doesn't make sense. There's no good name. It would be incestuous. <laughs> Tiger Ginge 66 said, Brett, in all your infinite media knowledge, do you remember Deadliest Warrior on Spike TV in the late 2000s? Spartan versus Ninja is classic America. I have not. Uh, I did, however, just recently see some hilarious outtakes from um, American Gladiator from back in the day. And what I would love more than anything is for uh, is to have Tim build the old American Gladiator <laughs> set here at the house. Well, when we were talking about G4 TV recently, I was reminded of Ninja Warrior. Yeah. I, I and would, that um, was a great show. I would love to be able to. I, I used to be able to do the Salmon Ladder. 
Uh, I don't know if I could still do that. But Ninja like, Warrior has like the wall thing you run yeah. off, right? Yeah, a lot of things like Dude, that. Dude, in Israel, like every other playground has a Ninja Warrior course. That's They're like cool. really what? into it. Wow. Like just designing, they're, they're just building warriors from, from birth. I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not even kidding. Actually, the playgrounds there are an insane. Dang. There's like here. It's probably more because it's litigious and uh, and it's a lawsuit. Oh thing. yeah, if a kid gets hurt, you'll haven't get you, sued. Have you ever seen? Oh, you're you're you would there, be too young. Throwing kids up Ninja Warrior forces. <laughs> you would so. be too young to remember. But there's this hilarious picture. Of it's it's like the old metal slide in like bright sunlight, and it says our parents and hated then us. concrete at like, the bottom. And, then, yeah, and it's like it's like whoever designed this sled <laughs> hated children. That's how slide. I feel about metal skate park ramps. Yeah. No, it's oh yeah, like that's tetanus and burns waiting to happen. And they're and they're, it's, they're always purple. There's like the the purple ramps that just they just burn, and it's never on good concrete either. It's, it's, it's crunchy. Yep, it's just gonna stuff. throw you into just your palms being take skinned. the brunt of it. Yep. Keeper Two X said, "Guys, you're forgetting who King Joffrey's father in GOT was. His uncle plus Egyptian dynasties, Ola Taylor." Well, we're not Hold saying that. that there isn't historical precedent. We're saying yeah, that maybe, we're saying sh- maybe, maybe shouldn't we've evolved be past on TV in a way that is framed to be hot to viewers. Yep. Way different than trying to be historically accurate. James Riley said, "Hey Brett, where do you want me to spend or to send my thoughts on Love on the Spectrum?" You look beautiful, Taylor, and Mary, love how you read the Super Chats. But when, uh, thank you, James. That's really sweet of you. you. When Mary was out of town, she got a, the, the show got a crash course in just how important her job is when <laughs> me and everyone else struggled uh, valiantly. Reading is hard. Reading is very, very <laughs> difficult. When you're, when you're like me and you, uh, and you kind of have the brain of like a, of like a child, uh, and, and you struggle with those types of things. So, so Mary's job became very, very important very quickly. And uh, she, she, she very quickly proved herself uh, indispensable. Born Mexican, raised in America, said House of the Dragon has not changed my view on it. It is still bad. Read Blood and Fire, and no one in the story comes out as a good person. No kid should be watching the show. That part is absolutely true. No kid should be watching the show at all. But that's, that, I mean, that, to be fair, we have built a society now that our parents are like raising kids on tablets and television and it isn't the the it isn't hollywood's job to dictate that it's our job as parents if you're a parent i'm not but if you are it's your job as a parent i don't want to say that parents are entirely responsible though i think corporations should be held to certain standards to not course in culture and and I would rather prey upon the, children. I would rather see the parents. I, I mean, I feel like it's easier to obviously try and, both are important, yes. but I don't think that they should be bearing all of the responsibility. Also, pre, uh, to to James uh, Riley for the previous one, uh, I just want to say if he wants to to send me a message on Instagram, I, I would uh, at Brett Dasvik. It'd be interesting to hear somebody's take uh, on Love on the Spectrum because that was a show where I didn't want to get too heavily into it. But it's uh, it was a fascinating thing to me that in the culture we live in now that they felt safe to create something like that because I was saw some something else for what's that other show that uh, haunted uh, something that's coming out recently and they were talking about there's an autistic character in that uh, oh haunted or heartbreak high I mean heart it was a heartbreak high so yeah. the, like there's like you can do those things but it is very like one of the one of the hardest things about the concept of representation is 
it's they're like we want you to do it but you have to do it exactly right or else we're going to be mad at you for not doing it exactly right so it's like why would you risk it at all but they're risking it and i can appreciate the attempt but it doesn't mean it's going to work every time so i would be interested uh at Brett Dasovic on Instagram, it'd be interesting to hear your thoughts on Love on the Spectrum. At Branthovic on Instagram. That would be cool if I could have gotten that, <laughs> that name. Falcon West X said, oh, he sent us a thumbs up. Thank you. Thank you. Usually it's Johnny Beck that does that, that gives us the thumbs up. Bad App said, I'm so trad, I'd ship Mary and return her cart. Aww. <laughs> That's very trad. Thanks. Find a man who will return your shopping cart for you. <laughs> Call Me Snow Possum said, if you could pick an actress or actor to play you in a movie, who would you pick? Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot? Yeah. Gadot. She's beautiful. You pronounce the T. Do you? Gadot. Oh. I also, the other day, I, I, I said Tandaway Newton. It's Tandyway. Uh, but somebody else was saying, it's Thandy. I'm like, it's not Thandy. The, the H is silent, uh, according to the pronunciation thing on multiple things on, like, if it's a name like that, I tend to look it up mm -hmm. to see how they pronounce it. Mary, who would play you in a movie? Um, I think I would want Dakota Fanning. Oh, that, that's good. It's kind of perfect. I yeah. Actually, like, yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of here for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I liked her in she, Twilight. Wasn't she in the latest Tarantino film? Or am yes, I getting she was in up? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Because I like almost didn't recognize her there. L Fanning. I I, don't know. I could it could be her sister. I could be off, but it's been a while. And as for me, I, I have literally no clue who would play me. I I, I would have to. We just spend... need a, a blonde guy. No. With a, I'm just kidding. No. Guy Fieri. <laughs> yes, Guy Fieri, yes. Guy Fieri and Dakota Fanning. I could, I could put on. No, you know what? Yeah. The hell with it. Since since we don't have to cast anyone that actually looks like anyone anymore, I want Alan Richson to play me so that I can be like six foot four and like 250 pounds of nothing but muscle. I want Wasn't Morgan some... Freeman. Wasn't there some actress you said was looked like Taylor? Um, you point. showed me. So, wait. I oh yeah. Who you it was. showed me. It's the girl from Zohan, right? There was one, and now I, I don't can't, remember her name. I, I can't remember. Oh, um, uh, she was in murder in the <laughs> murder in the first. She uh, was in. Uh, she was in the Mentalist. She has a oh Emmanuel Shrieky. Hold up. I'm. I will look it up. A man. Okay. <laughs> How do you spell? Uh, it's like Emmanuel. Move on. I will, I'm going to this up. Okay. Though. I just don't know if you wanted to like settle that, whether that was actually her. I will come back to it. I'm just curious <laughs> now. No, that's her. I, I remember it now. That's, okay. That's who I was thinking of. I'm Potatoes for Seamus said, Brett, it's official. You're going to dye your hair green in honor of climate change. Uh, it's official. It's official. Did you know? Not unless um, Mary dyes her hair um, no, no. No one the, wants me to dye my hair, though. They think it would make me an SJW. It, it would, it, you'd fall into that trap for that, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now it's like a red flag. To yeah. Have. Oh, yeah. Well, like, back when I was doing it, well, it was actually still a red flag back when I was doing it. Never oh, mind. Oh, yeah. It's the person I, th I thought you were talking about. She's gorgeous. She's prettier than me. She's, uh, well, she, so is, is Gal Gadot, but... I, I, I'm down with uh, Emmanuel Shrieky playing you in the movie. I'll take it, yeah. There you go, there you go. Yeah. Oh, she was, like she you. was in Zohan. One of my favorite things to do is make people uncomfortable whenever I see them. I'm like, you look like this person. Uh, I, I, I don't I, think you've ever come up with one. For you? For me. Um, 
you have a very unique look. You're, you're, Dakota Fanning you're your is own close, person. Right? Yeah. You're your own person. But I still maintain that, uh, yeah. And it even right here it says, I don't want to be a frog. I have no idea what that has to do with anything, but she doesn't I want mean, you to be French. Okay. <laughs> Takti Plotty said, I ship Bad App and Mary like Nellie and Kelly Rowland dilemma song. Oh, my God. Uh, so that would make you um, Mad App? Mad App. That's good. Hmm. I don't ship this. I'm, I'm <laughs> she's not like, down she's with like, I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, don't know. All right, guys. We're going to move on, and we are going to talk about the continued destruction of James Bond because, of course, you're going to ruin James Bond. They're, they're slapping a baseball bat against their palm, and they're like, sure would be a shame if we uh, evolved your character for the modern day. See, what I think they're doing here is I think this is the big ask. And I think they're going to make a bunch of ridiculous suggestions so that way when they just cast, like, uh, 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 Reggae Jean Page, you're just like, fine, that's fine, whatever, we don't care. Then people <laughs> won't complain. So it says, the but you should care. You, you, think, you think you should? I do too. But it <laughs> says, the next James Bond will be more in touch with his feelings, producers say. I, I sent this one to you guys. Yes. I just want to do this one first because it gives a funny breakdown of the, of the stuff here. It says, Barbara Broccoli, which is Mary's favorite name in the entire world. She loves the name Barbara Broccoli. I mean, I just think she should have a perm that's dyed green cool. because of For course. climate change? For climate change. For climate change. For broccoli. We're doing everything at the show for climate change now. <laughs> So it says, Barbara Broccoli said that the next actor to take on the role will continue the work of Daniel Craig, who cracked Bond open emotionally. Do you think that's accurate? Yes, I do. I just don't think it was necessary. That's my personal opinion. I, I you disliked that aspect of I Daniel didn't care. I, well, it didn't matter to me. It worked in Casino Royale when he had fantastic uh, chemistry with Ava Green, as who played Vesper Lind, and... As the movies went on and you saw his uh, emotional growth with the other characters, I didn't really care for it. I didn't feel that – I don't remember the actress's name, but I never felt that he had the same chemistry with the other actresses involved uh, and that it was better to relegate him back to the old school vibe of being kind of more of a spy of the world, uh, you know, mm -hmm. a man of uh, action and adventure who occasionally sleeps with beautiful women. And I think that that was just fine. I uh, think it's it a movie. It, it's – perfectly understandable that maybe they'd want to incorporate a little more emotionally emotional complexity to the character but i don't think in so doing you need to redefine him as they said a devoted family man and that's a take i'm kind of surprised that i have because um like i do think more uh mothers and fathers and like marriage should be shown in in entertainment sure but there's like nine thousand other that genres doesn't, yeah that doesn't mean that you need to take an established character whose identity is partly that he is a completely free playboy like single forever uh like that's part of the bond identity right yeah uh, i don't what it's funny because they talk you know when they really talk about representation and they talk about seeing yourself in another character. One of the beauties of Bond was that you could see yourself as uh, you imagined yourself as this heroic person and you're never going to be that person because the stories were so outlandish. I don't want to know about his home life. I don't want to know about his family life. I want him to He's stop. He's also supposed to be flawed, right? Like, He's And part of the reason that he is a... Uh, lone wolf whatever yes. is that he's emotionally he's I liked the emotionally closed off nature of of uh, Pierce Brosnan's bond I did so you're just fixing 
the major flaw in the character, and that makes him boring. Yes, it does. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's it. So they talk about here that, th- that there's an independent intersectional organization focused on rooting out sexual harassment at its source, the power imbalance that leaves women unequal in every industry. Uh, and if she's going to uh, something like that, it's the days are numbered. You can't promote this character and that type of thing and expect it to not get changed in some fashion, in my opinion. Do you think that eventually they will cast a female Bond? No, no, Because it seems like the first step toward that is exactly what we're seeing now, where first you crack him open emotionally, and then the next Bond that we're going to have for the next, like they're saying, decade, 10 to 12 years, is going to expand upon that movie by movie, um until it becomes more and more realistic that they can just fully change it to a female character. So uh, is the idea here that then once it becomes a female character... Creeping in... Once it becomes a female character, then it starts acting like a guy again because that's what they seem to cherish from female characters in Hollywood. The most masculine... You you can have a masculine James Bond as long as it's a woman. They're going to do a horseshoe (laughs) where you go from... She's going to be a womanizer. You know what I think would be a really good idea? Leave James Bond alone and make a female spy movie. That's all they have to do. Bring, like, Which can be done very well. Mm-hmm. Got, what the hell is Jennifer Garner doing right now? Go grab her. Leave the kids with Ben <laughs> Affleck. Take him. Leave him with him and J-Lo. And bring her uh-huh. out and bring Alias back. Right now. Alias was great. Alias was great. Carl Lumbly's probably not doing anything. I guarantee you uh, who else was in that show. Uh, Gina Torres was in a bunch of episodes. Bring her back. And uh, in Roan, whatever the guy's name is, the the um, uh, Ron Rifkin, the guy who plays her her uh, her boss, and then um, the guy Victor Garber who plays her dad. All those people are still around. Yeah, They're, the guys are kind of old and geriatric <laughs> now, but still. Well, even then, you can make a new spy thriller that stars a woman. Like mm-hmm. it's it's not. That difficult. Wait, there are they strengths. still making original new movies? No, there are natural strengths that women have that can make them believable in those roles in movies. I so, also want to point out that before we move, we're going to get into the female James Bond stuff more, but there's the funny response from Pierce Brosnan where uh, this is my favorite thing that I read today. Mary heard me giggling. Uh, basically, they asked Pierce Brosnan, they're like, so who do you think should play the next James Bond? And he just goes, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I love it. I'm here for it. He's just like, I don't give a crap. Like, well, whatever. I, I read this quote from Brosnan um, where he said he was favorable to the idea of a female bond. He said, I think we've watched the guys do it for the last 40 years. Get out of the way, guys, and put a woman up there. Pull the ladder up behind you, Pierce. Why don't you? D- I mean, why is he still your favorite? Are you able to just separate, separate ha- who he years. is? Yes. Uh, GoldenEye is enough of a masterpiece to me that I can ignore how dumb he sounds okay. right here. Because sometimes you do seem to have trouble separating art from artists. I, and this is an, an exception to that I rule. don't think that's an exception. I, I disagree. I, I think I can separate art from artists fairly well now. Uh, okay. I will say it's harder when it's new work. If a, if, yeah. a, if somebody says something stupid now, it will not affect how I see the stuff they did in the past. That makes sense. Uh, otherwise, I would hate just about everything that like Kevin Alejandro and all these other like TV actors that I really like. Uh, they all say stupid stuff, uh, and it would yeah. really bother me. But it, that doesn't. But for him, I also think that he's a, like he's just 
saying what he has to say. I don't yeah. think that he gave this question more than a 10-second thought. If he thought about it for more than 30 seconds... Because he clearly doesn't care yeah. anymore. If and he, he's left his, his legacy on the franchise, and he's happy with that. Daniel Craig also said that he's favorable to a, a female Bond. Yeah, because they're all But it's all like, that's feminists. the obligatory stance that you just have to have. How do you... It's like you said... They don't sure would canceled. be bad if we yeah. didn't have a female Bond, right, Pierce? It right? feels like a shit test. <laughs> yeah. They're like, like, they're looking for a punchy headline. Sure That's all they want. Sure would be a shame if we ruin your career for having the gall of saying, like, oh, I think Bond should be a guy. The it's really person- a win-win for the media when yeah. they ask a question like that. Because if they say yes, then it's a headline that uh, Daniel Craig calls for a female Bond to... Be his predecessor, um, or no successor? His sorry. Successor, yeah. And then, if he were to say no, God forbid, then that's a whole controversy they can milk in itself. Yep. So uh, they also talk about uh, they talk about what was it about men being re- uh, were uh, men are evolving, so James Bond should evolve. Who men, said men are evolving, anyways? That, I was gonna say men are not evolving Hollywood is pretending that men are evolving and Hollywood male feminists like Adam Levine are pretending that men are evolving people are in general the same social media has just made everyone put up a front have you seen the that meme of like the Chad uh Wojak pointing a gun at yes. the uh the fish coming out of the water with like or as becoming an amphibian and he's like go back dude this is you with james bond the, the chad stop evolving stop evolving the chad meme they've got a mask for that now that gives you they like do. A, a, there's like a there's a uh, a filter that gives you the chad chin like oh. with the beard it's incredible Oh. We should do Halloween ideas. Yeah, let's go. Let's okay, you didn't want to dress up for Halloween, but now you want to. Kind of want to oh, now. Yeah. You okay. guys have to. Yeah, I'm not a huge. Uh, I do I, something low effort. I wanted to go as like the. I went as the the captain of the Titanic one year. You have to be someone <laughs> like blonde now. You have to be like Guy Fieri. I, I don't know why I'm well, so like adamant. By about that the time, thing. it might be grown out enough yes. that it is like just the tips. Yes. <laughs> I need to. Do I need it. to you would just cook. need like a chef. I, yeah, I need uh, to learn how to coat. Cook. What is that, that called? Well, he needs the uh, button down, yeah. short sleeves button down with the flames. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm, I haven't been to a hot topic in two decades. So. And a puka shell necklace. necklace. <laughs> I don't know if Guy Fieri even wears those, but it sounds like him. It sounds like it him. Sounds yeah. Like him. What's What's your best Halloween costume? Uh, that I've done before. Let me guess. Yeah. Let me guess. Um, Ghost. I haven't done a ghost costume actually no um i'm gonna keep it a surprise it's gonna be this year okay okay we're gonna take the bait on the fandom wire article which we're not putting in the headline because fandom wire is just rage bait to the max it is and we love it and this is this is a total bait that (laughs) I, i kid you not the name of this twitter account is uh, Emily ACAB hashtag BLM LGBTQIA and then uh, it says pronoun she her BLM supporter <laughs> vegan animals are our friends lesbian non-binary LGBTQIA furry ACAB hashtag free Palpatine uh, this is a troll it's account. not yeah this, uh, is, wait, this is a weird version aside of- from having the pride flag and the trans flag also pirate flag I, kind of, I, I can I'm, get behind that <laughs> So th- this is clearly bait, but we're going to take it for the fun of it. 
Uh, it's I, bait, but it also is reflecting a real sentiment yeah, that's it, been floating around. So it says, so. Uh, in a Twitter data uh, analysis conducted by SEMrush, 40, 47% would like to have a female agent, 25% were against it, and 27% were neutral. You're lying! About I, being I, neutral to it? No, about, uh, I, don't, I don't buy the survey one bit. Yeah, uh, who's I, voting in And this? who, uh, it's like, did they go to like, we want a female jamesbond.com uh, and find <laughs> all their Twitter users to find these people? No. No, 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 no. The truth is a female bond would go, do great with critics you go and to any with co- the audience. Yeah. If you go to any college campus, that might be an accurate poll. No, Maybe. I, you know what? <laughs> I, I changed my mind. They can do it, but she has to be hypersexualized. Treated like an object, just like James Bond is basically just a male power fantasy. I want this one to be a male power fantasy as well. You can change the gender. You can't change anything else. Wait, what, how would it still be a male power uh, fantasy? She's going to be then? getting with chicks the whole time. And it's going to be and it's gonna be hypersexualized and done by a bunch of bros. Okay, I want a bunch of bros to do this. Then they can do it. Otherwise, leave James Bond alone. Oh, so we can only have a female Bond if the entire cast and crew other than her is male. Yes. Um, I mean, it makes sense. It's only fair, right? That's kind of where we're headed. That's yeah. So, so it's because like female representation only matters in front of the camera, not behind it. Yeah. Uh, so, so it says. Uh, uh, there's a lot of like uh, they have a lot of grants and they have a lot of like organizations now that are big about like they're like a lot when a lot of these shows get made, they talk about gender parity behind uh, the camera as well. Uh, as if that somehow makes you a good storyteller. Being a good at your job I'm makes sure you a good Olivia storyteller. I'm sure Olivia Wilde would have many opinions about that. That, that would have been a fantastic segue if we were there yet, but we're not there we're yet. We're not there yet. So it says gender swapping. Yes. <laughs> gender swapping in movies has been popular. No, it's not. Doing it does not make it popular. What when are, has what it been are done some right? other examples? I can't think of an example where Ghostbusters it's been done right. did it, but I don't think anybody that liked that. That is universally hated. That is your, yeah. Ocean's 8 was not completely okay. hated. Made it made its money back and then some, but it's not loved. I'm and trying to think of other examples. I, there aren't any good examples of Okay, how about this? Ghostbusters yeah. Afterlife actually has a female, uh, the young the little girl in that movie played by McKenna Grace. Basically, should have she probably has to get like surgery from carrying that entire movie on her back. The entire movie rests on this little girl's shoulders, and she's fantastic in that movie. But for some reason, they hated that movie because they it was made by uh, um, the director's son, right? Not uh, Ivan Reitman, by uh, Jason Reitman, right? So they didn't like it because if you like that version, it means you didn't like Ghostbusters 2016. But they love Ghostbusters 2016 because they're Hollywood or because they're Hollywood journalists and they're losers. Uh, in this case. Ghostbusters Afterlife, which was actually a fantastic movie, but not all that much like the original Ghostbusters. It just had a lot of heart behind it and was led by this tiny little young actress who was better than everybody else in that movie, Paul Rudd included. Uh, That somehow doesn't count because it goes against the narrative, right? That's an example where it's done well. But that was like an extra Uh, character. uh, Well, they're saying that gender swaps are popular. I'm telling you they're not. Uh, so you're saying that, that would be the exception. This would be the exception, not the rule. And even in this, it was basically Stranger Things, but Ghostbusters. But yeah. it still worked. So it wasn't like a previous character was swapped. No. It yeah, was just that's so but it was a, a franchise. Character. It had the name behind it. Yeah. And she in it, she plays uh, um, Venkman. Not Venkman. Uh, uh, I've, dang it. Now somebody's going to call me on it. Uh, the the other, the, the scientist, Egon's uh Daughter or grand granddaughter? One of the two. Uh, granddaughter. And she's the best part of that movie. 
And uh, but it like they fun they they run headlong into the narrative. The same thing happened, okay, with Captain Marvel and Alita Battle Angel, right? Alita Battle Angel got no press, and everyone was telling people not to go see it because it was coming out at the same time as Captain Marvel. And Captain Marvel is Disney approved. Brie Larson sucks, so that means Hollywood loves her. Uh, and the young actress who was uh, and I don't remember her name, Rose something. Uh, I mean, it says a lot that you don't remember. Rosa. No, but she's great in that movie. And she was very magnanimous and professional and Uh clearly loved playing the role. Whereas Brie Larson came off as everything other than that. Yeah. But Hollywood picked their side. They picked Brie Larson. uh, And now we don't necessarily get, we're not going to get the Alita Battle Angel sequel. Maybe we will. But I think that. Rosa Salazar. Am I getting that right? uh, The risk of James Bond getting gender swabbed. She um, said it was, uh, to be fair, Barbara Broccoli, your favorite name, said that wasn't going to happen. That he has to be a dude. Okay, sure. But who is to say that she's going to still be in charge of this 10 to 12 years yeah, from we, now? We, yeah, they love that Someone too. is going to get... When she eventually, you know, she's, I don't know how old she is, but eventually she's I going think to pass away and then we'll get a Tolkien a, This is an inevitable situation, I feel. Um, I was right, by the way. It's Rosa Salazar. Uh, <laughs> My brain's working today. It, it starts... Um, when you're proposing other things like race swapping James Bond. Yeah. I know you disagree with that, but once you throw details like that to the wind, like once you're saying out of fatigue and, and just giving up on it, like sure, just cast Reggae Jean Page, I don't care anymore. Once you don't care anymore and you're done protesting yeah. against their agenda, that is when they can do whatever they want to your character. Well, then I'm the problem for not... You're the culprit. I'm, it's, it's you all, and Barbara Broccoli like, I have to look are in those, to blame. Somebody finds a mirror to show me a mirror. <gasps> it's been me. Me all along. It was, <laughs> it was always my fault. So uh, in this article, basically... And, I, and like I said, yes, it was Rosa Salazar in, in Alita Battle Angel. So I wasn't wrong about that. Uh, yes, say, uh, yes say, Brett, we know. <laughs> producer uh, says James Bond stays a man. Meanwhile, other actors are not so keen on this new concept. Anna de Armas, who played Paloma in No Time to Die, said in an interview, there's no need for a female Bond. There shouldn't be any need to steal someone else's character, uh, you know, to take it over. They're right. Don't do it. Just make your own character. I, it's kind of interesting that she's pushing back against that because I think in other situations it wouldn't be acceptable to... I would be okay if they took uh, Michelle Yeoh's, she played a, a Chinese spy in uh, No Time to, no, I'm sorry, Die Another Day. Die, no. I can look it up if you want. Uh, I hate doing that. Uh, and <laughs> in the one with Jonathan Price, uh, but basically she plays as a Chinese spy and uh, I would be okay with them doing that. She's older now. That'd be cool to have, uh, uh, tomorrow never dies. That's the name of it. Tomorrow never dies. Yeah. Uh, which is, that one was about a, a, uh, 1997. A, that one was a, that was one was about an evil media mogul who, uh, who, do, who commits crimes so that he can, uh, get, be the first to report on them. Uh, and change things in the world, and it's all That's about. That's uh, interesting. Yes, uh, <laughs> that one is very, very culturally relevant still yeah. to this day. Uh, but her character, whose character's name was Waylin, which is my favorite part of it, Waylin. Yes, uh, I would be okay with them making a movie about her. She was great. Uh, or uh, if they wanted to do it about the lady who played Natalia in Goldeneye, those were both from the Brosnan era. It's very, very competent female characters that could. So you're fine own. with a spinoff? Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know if I'm I don't think it would, cool with doing a I don't spin-off. Think it would, I don't think it's going to get the... I think that would be lame. I don't think it's going to get the, the, the traction they think it will. But they can try. A lot of people have wanted them Halle Berry's character from John Wick to have its own have her own have her own movie. Her and the dogs from that from that film. So I don't know. I think it's kinda interesting that the women are cool with saying like, Well, he's written as a male character, I think he should stay male and um I don't think there's any need for a female bond but the men are like, I'm moving to a female bond. Yeah, because they're not gonna get in trouble for saying right. that. The guys will get in trouble for saying that. So this is one of the other tweets that says, okay, but hear me out. James Bond, but it's a woman. Jessica Bond. No, Jessica? But, no, but I know, right? Not Jane? Not Jane Bond? Jane Bond sounds cooler. That would be better than Jamie, at least. Uh, Jamie no, but seriously, it would be pretty cool to have a female-led spy movie as if that doesn't exist anywhere. Because the only spy movie that's ever existed was James Bond, right? Yeah. It's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's like Black Widow, but actually good. Ugh, these people, I tell you, they're wrong. Maybe if they do a uh, Jane Bond, she'll like slap men around. You know, the, they had a, I never watched the show, but there's a show called uh, Winona Earp that's apparently very good, at least from what I've heard, uh, was, was very good. It's about okay. like, it's like Wyatt, remember like Wyatt Earp, but it's Winona Earp. I don't know what the, if it's his daughter or something, but that show is apparently well liked. You do that. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'll or work. Just but, or just do something. Or just do something on your own. But that's hard. So that's a lot that. of work, and then they have to promote it themselves. It's just so difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Super Chats. Let's do it. Johnny Derp said, make Mary dye her dye her hair its natural color. I will not do that. I've seen pictures. I've seen such things. I've seen a picture of you with your, with your, with your dark hair, right? When? Uh, you showed me a picture of you with your dark hair. So I had black hair, but that was also fake. Okay. So oh, I don't cool. think I've Maybe ever had my natural hair since I was like 12. Okay, I've seen, then I saw you with dark hair and it was unsettling. Blonde all the way. Yeah. Keep it blonde. Greg Duvier said, Bond is a spy. He needs to do what it takes to get the job done. He can't have a family because it could be found out and used against him. Yes, mm. that is absolutely true. I mean, would that be the natural progression of that, like, plot line then like uh, and then he gets pulled back into it and his family is like okay yeah you want to do that but ha- the movie has to start with his family getting taken out and that's his impetus for returning his bond so he can never be a family man again nope. he's just damaged yep he's just damaged the character is damaged right in mo- in a lot of ways you have to be that he says in one of the movies he says uh because uh, vesper lynn says because MI6 looks for maladjusted young men mm. who will sacrifice everything for queen and country. He has to be maladjusted, and he can't have those social ties that would be used against him. It doesn't really work in the concepts of in the context of this franchise. Perhaps you can explore that in other ones. It doesn't work in this one. Okay. Well, what made him uh, the way he is in the first place? Then his parents died the- when he was young. But how? Uh, in is it changed from Bond to Bond? It, I don't know if uh, I don't remember what it was in the Daniel Craig one. In Gold uh, in Goldeneye, uh, 006 talks about how his parents died in a cl- in a climbing accident, uh, and he was raised in in foster care or something like that. So okay, uh, he, so having it's like a broken it's not home, just that he's inexplicably some kind of robotic. No, no, no. There's there, there's tragedy behind yeah, it. Yeah, there's. Even, a, it seems like he has a perfectly natural reaction yeah. to going through difficult things. They even and talk about that. That's a, a storyline that's used for a lot of 
types of characters. Yeah. Yes. Uh, in the show, in the show, Burn Notice, uh, one of the things about the characters, his mom's still alive, but his dad was extremely abusive to him growing up, and his dad's dead now. But a big part of it is he talks about. He goes, people that have good childhoods don't become spies because if they did, they wouldn't become. If they had good childhoods, they wouldn't become spies. They just wouldn't, right? So, mm-hmm. is it like that in the real world? Probably not. But as far as a trope in movies, sure. it fits the way it is. Yeah. Maybe the next Bond will start off with him going to therapy and talking. <laughs> please, please about don't even don't even joke. Don't even put that out in the. Sorry for everybody. Every, forget I said that. Every don't actor who's played Bond will be in group therapy. <laughs> You've put it in the ether now. Oh, now it no. could happen. Don't do that. You never know if Broccoli is watching. Oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> when you least expect it, Broccoli if is just broccoli staring is from watching. around the corner. Call me Snow Possum said, I rather, I'd rather watch hours of static than watch 99% of all this new remake garbage. There's, a, there's a, a, a diamond in the rough every once in a while, but I don't remember the last time that happened. And all the stuff that I've liked that's come out recently hasn't been a remake. So I liked all, like, I, I was wondering, I was like, uh, all the old knives, I couldn't figure out. Uh, uh, it's, it felt so f- well realized. That if it was when I realized that the director wasn't American and the writer wasn't American, that made more sense. But otherwise, it felt like a book more than it felt mm. like uh, a movie script. But I think it's just because it wasn't directed and written by an American writer, and that's why it worked. Mm-hmm. Bad app said, "Love on the Spectrum was a banger. Abby and David are ship goals, but I love trash TV and watch a thousand pound sisters and girls next door." <laughs> <laughs> All right then. Trash TV is great. Uh, it's so bad, it's good. Exa- yeah. Well, yeah, you you have a right to to watch escapist entertainment that allows you to turn your brain off. Tacti Platy said, "I'm a Trek fan, and George Takai won't just shut the beep up." Takai is is a particular example, like, but also I don't go Terrible. searching for the stuff on Twitter, right? Like yeah. you're you're only hurting yourself if like you love this actor and then you just go follow their Twitter and then just <laughs> up, con- consistently abuse yourself by like reading the crap that they say that annoys you and then getting annoyed. Going and watching it, being annoyed while watching it because you're watching it and thinking about what they just said, and then going back to see what they say it's just next. Psychological torture. You're just doing it to I, yourself. I don't understand the whole like hate following people. No, it's like, weird. Yeah, it, the only person who gets hurt is you. Yeah, right. Nobody it else cares. <laughs> and plus, it's like even responding to them it doesn't hurt them. Like especially especially with a celebrity of a certain size, they're not reading. If they read what you say, it's one of many. Yeah, uh, and it's they're going to forget it a month from now. Whereas you're not going even to a month from it. now. The second probably, after, probably read yeah. it. five minutes from but, now. But or you're less. going to remember it if they interact with you in a negative way. It's yeah. not, you're just hurting yourself. Waffle Sensei said, "Make odd job <laughs> the new Bond. Bad guys will just shoot over his head when he kicks open the bathroom door." <laughs> That's a uh, yes. He's absolutely right. Uh, it's a Goldeneye reference. <laughs> DeLeo oh, wait, I, uh, uh, Waffles, I, I'm assuming that it's a GoldenEye reference from the four-player mode in the video game, I think. Mm, we'll see. DeLeo Turk said a recur- reoccurring theme of Bond is that he's a tool of the state, an orphan raised to serve the crown. He can't have a family. Weapons don't have families. Exactly. They they did the same thing in like in in weirdly in in the NCIS Los Angeles show. Uh, the character of Callan was basically like raised in foster care, but was brought up to be a spy by the lady who eventually becomes his boss, and that becomes a bone of contention between them at a certain point because she did this with a bunch of kids, and he realizes that they were all 
of orphans who had no family, had no path in life, and she basically turned them into government assets from a young age, which he had to learn to become okay with because he grew closer to her later on in the show. But that's a betrayal when you learn that there was an ends, you know, it's kind of framed as like she did it because she actually cares about them and she saw them going down a bad path, but okay. she's also accomplishing her own ends. So there isn't really like a right or a wrong. It's kind of a gray area. Okay. There's sort of an attempt at that in Stranger Things. Yeah. Where Eleven has like a twisted closeness with the people experimenting on her. Like Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, something kinda. like it. And let's face it, we don't have the faith that they can write these types of like nuanced plots anymore. No. And with a movie, it's even harder because you got way less real estate to work with than you do with a TV show, time-wise. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Dominic Camarada said, Mary, you have ketchup on your shirt collar. Me, I don't think I do. Brett both looked. <laughs> I looked at mine. It wasn't even addressed to me. I'm like, I'm wearing red. I don't know how that would be possible. I wouldn't be able to tell. I don't think I do, but thanks for letting me know. Matt said, please separate clips episodes site-wide. Thanks. Um, I mean, we, we separate our clips by segment uh, every I'm day. not sure what he's saying. I'm assuming that's what he means. Just, I mean, it is on the website. Yeah. Um, I separate each segment of the main three segments each day uh, and then do a playlist for the week. I know some people were asking for daily playlists. I may start implementing that next week. Okay. Because um, mm. I know they do that for IRL. They do yeah. a, a playlist per day. Mm -hmm. Derek Nall said, one year flannel robe, a sign said John Candy's ghost. Did what? you guys did, did you guys ever see Home Alone? Yeah. yeah I was watching it recently. I have no idea why I'm watching it. Like, I, I, it's, a, it's a favorite <laughs> holiday movie for me. And I was, I got very like kind of caught up in the scene when they're, when mom's coming back from the, uh, in the back of the van with the polka, because my, my, my family's Polish, so there was a lot of polka music being played at, in, in my house, so the accordion, like, and everything. Uh, and it was just, uh, I was, like, weirdly, like, I didn't remember that scene, but I, I love that. I, I, love that I love it when you watch a movie as an adult and you notice things that, like, you would have loved about it, but you didn't even yeah. realize why at the time. Yep. Mm. Cosmic Surgeon said, any guesses on the race of the girl's <laughs> Idris will be objectifying in the new 007. Well, he's not going to be Bond, but yeah. I, I guarantee you. They he said would, he's too old. He's too he, Well, he is. The 10 to 12 years, he'll be like, he'll be mid-60s. How old is he right now? He's 52 or something like that. Oh, okay. He's like, okay, but he would be a fantastic Bond villain. He has oh. great, he could even do an American Bond. Like, he does a I great see. American accent. He doesn't even have to do a British accent. He could do a... If you guys haven't seen um, The Wire, he does a, a great American accent in that. I mean, on top of everything else he does. But <clears throat> he would be fantastic as a Bond villain. He does not need to be Bond. Yeah, that's a good idea. Lane said, better a <coughs> spinoff than a ripoff. Yeah. Uh, if I had to choose between, like, uh, making Bond a, a chick and I'm bringing back... Between way, a pittance and getting... Bat on in the face. If, if if it's between Jane Bond and the and the Wei Lin spinoff movie from 1997's <laughs> Tomorrow Never Dies, I take the spinoff every single time. <laughs> Taxi Platy said, "Brett 006's parents were betrayed by the UK." UK. No, he's right. Uh, no, I said Bond's parents died in a climbing accident. In that scene, what he says is, "Whereas your family, your parents had a luxury of dying in a climbing accident, my parents escaped." Uh, basically, his parents were, um, what were they? 
uh, they escaped Stalin and then were all shot, basically. Like, uh, yeah, his parents were... And then he came to work for the government uh, and, and the government didn't realize that he understood what happened to his parents. So mm-hmm. that was a strong plot line. But no, it was Bond's parents died in a climbing accident. 006's parents were betrayed by the government. Okay. Matt said, I would like a list of episodes to search. I don't like having to look through all the segments to find the next episode. I normally listen. Um, I'm not sure a, what he means. There's though. a playlist called Pop Culture Crisis Live that has all the live episodes in order. Oh, like yeah. so you don't have to go through the clips. You can just watch the whole. Yeah, but the thumbnails stream. the thumbnails are also different for the full shows and the segments, so it is easy to yeah. see which which yeah. ones are the full episodes. Uh, maybe what they want is uh, to do. Uh, I could do a weekly like. A, okay, maybe like do like a playlist of just that week's live shows mm-hmm. rather than just the segments. Maybe because we have one folder that has all of the live shows in it. Is there a folder with all the segments too? What per week by week? By week, but not the episodes by week. Not not Got the it. episodes okay. by week. So maybe we do that. All right. All right, guys, let's move on. Now that I've uh, gotten James Bond out of my system, it's fine. But it's now fine. we're going to get our hatred for Olivia Wilde Mary, out of this, our system. This is Mary's <laughs> Mainly mine. Ma- I mean, you have beef with Olivia Wilde, too. Uh, <laughs> um, Olivia Wilde thinks that she's being held to a double standard compared to male directors because she has to answer for all of the rumors of drama and beef on the set of Don't Worry Darling. Basically, she's like, I don't want to do my job. I was sexism. <laughs> um, we sound so petty. I know. I, I, I have to say, I'm, I'm obligated to say first that um, I don't like Stephen Colbert either. And this whole segment he did interviewing her Thank was about patting himself and her on the back. Yeah. Um and just oh he just he, he t- just totally simping jerks her off the whole time he is just a, such a simp for Olivia Wilde it's actually undignified to be fair but she's still I may have all the beef in the world with her but she's still gorgeous she's still gorgeous for now for now and the, not on the inside see it lady the wall I it's still, coming for you I Any still think now. that Florence Pugh is better looking but that's just me well, she's like ten years know. younger than her but. Also, like they look like they they could be the same age. No, I, I think they're both pretty. Yeah, uh, I I think uh, Florence Pugh looks like she still has all her baby fat. She she looks like a, a twenty seven year old, twelve year old. Yeah, I think she's cute. She, cute. she, she looks like a, like a uh, either an old young person or a young old person. I'm here to represent adult women with chubby baby cheeks. The only look, movie I've seen her in she, is Midsommar, cute. which was incredibly disturbing. I so. haven't seen Midsommar. Don't um, watch it. I don't think I want to. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Just don't. Um, Stephen Colbert, after uh, praising the movie. Endlessly. Uh, endlessly. He's like, oh my seemingly. God. Olivia, I, I could you're not. You're so great. It was hard to find the clip of his interview with her where they actually got into the drama. And she's like, oh my God, am I? Yeah. I am like great, aren't I? He you're even, so great too. Even worse, he praised Booksmart, which was her flop movie. That's as her, big... like, her freshman uh directorial debut and it was famously a, f- a box office flop that only critics liked and oh, the audience she directed did not that? like and th- that's, yeah. i watched that on the airplane it was it was bad then this is i don't even think worse. i finished it even this the, the reviews on on don't worry darling are all mixed to negative so she doesn't even have like the critical darling that she had for for yeah. booksmart so it says <laughs> she uh, she said i don't feel like my male director colleagues 
are answering questions about their cast. Well, uh, your male director colleagues aren't having movies that have Spitgate and having a bunch of your stars just not show up to premieres. Uh, and nor are they getting away with dating their... Uh, there's a lot to it, okay? Was the Spitgate thing, was that actually real? I think that real, Spitgate or? was like the easiest to debunk the, from which her is why perspective, they fo- which is which why, is they why she it. pivoted the conversation toward it a lot. Yeah. Um, but it's undeniable that there was personal beef on set. Mm-hmm. Um, she casted a woman that she already had professional tension with and to gave her a, do uh, sex a, scenes with her boyfriend who replaced Shia LaBeouf. Who she claimed she did not beg to come back keep, to stay on the movie, and, and then, then he proven... leaked the video of her be- of her begging Shia to stay on the film. Well, condescendingly calling uh, the actress she keeps praising Miss Flo. Uh, yes. Thank you. I mean, there's thank just you. so many details like that that it's impossible to rehash all of it. But it's undeniable that there was drama. And I don't think Olivia Wilde was some kind of victim of circumstance. I think she fomented a lot of the sticky situations. That Nor do I happened. think her sex has anything to do with it. Her bad management and uh, poor onset work has I think to do with it. If the genders were reversed, it wouldn't be considered cool to cast your. Girlfriend, girlfriend 10 years your junior in the movie that you're directing rob zombie cast that's, his wife all with the all the talk about power dynamics Moon zombie should be in every movie really yeah she has strong feelings on mm. this i love her you're big, i don't know why i think she's awesome you're a big fan of sherry moon zombie yeah did you like the halloween movies um no i just like her okay <laughs> hey you learn something new every day folks like um, I watched them because she was in them. I would like to. I wonder if the, the chat could tell us like who's another. Uh, I'm trying to think of examples of like directors who cast their. I mean, I'm not saying. Sorry to get so distracted. No, I, I have a problem with it. I'm saying that society at large has uh, has this call out culture about power dynamics on sets, and uh, she is suspiciously not subject to the same criticism because she's a female director, yep. and. Colbert says, these are not questions to give a director. They should be talking about the movie itself, but these are the kinds of questions that have sort of consumed this movie, and I'm giving into an appetite by asking you these questions. As the director, your job is to put together a, uh, a film and work with the actors and provide it. She talked a lot about my, the work environment, our, how, how we all work together, uh, my process for creating right. this film. When... In reality, her process was an absolute shit show that had problems on every level. And that is not, it is not a question to ignore a director if it's clearly causing tensions during the promotional runs, which is leading into your marketing. It's absolutely fair to bring these questions up once it reaches a point like this. Yeah, and I don't even think of it as like accusatory. It's just... It's obvious that there was drama and that's what that's the only reason that anyone has heard about this movie anyway. Everybody hates Ryan Johnson for for uh, the way he talked about Star Wars beforehand and they talk about how he got into arguments with uh, Mark Hamill about Luke uh, how Luke would behave uh, in the last Jedi and that there was problems on set there. It's he not abs- exclusive to women. No, it is not. Like they it People in the entertainment industry generally uh, have issues with 
keeping workplaces professional and they have interpersonal conflicts because of the personality that is required to be an actor, I think. Yes. So it's not exclusive to women. And I think Olivia Wilde is just trying to avoid having to address these rumors and because to be they're fair, true. To be fair, we could be taking the bait. She could, if they're using this as marketing, That's, we're taking the bait. Maybe not. Okay, I just I feel it's personal to Olivia Wilde, though, because she knows that her work is subpar. Yeah. And that's the part I want to point out uh, that I wanted to get to where she says down here, she says they're praised for being tyrannical. She's talking about male directors now. She says they're praised for being tyrannical. They can be investigated time and time again. It still doesn't overtake conversations about their actual talent or about the film themselves. Wild said of male directors. You have not yet created a movie that has reached a level that would allow for that type of dismissal of uh, of impro- impropriety on set because none of the stuff you have made has entered the cultural zeitgeist as anything important. As soon as you yeah. do do that. And her, her remark about Booksmart was that it changed the cultural zeitgeist. It did enough. literally nothing yes. of the sort. She literally said that Booksmart changed or shifted the cultural zeitgeist enough that she earned a, a second chance at directing. It's not called a second chance if it changed anything for the better. Right. It's called you got a new job. It's called you got a second movie. Called getting a second chance means that the first chance didn't go well. Yeah. Right. So unless you're saying that you changed the cultural zeitgeist into something far more awful, <laughs> you're wrong. I feel like she could have just dismissed some of the questions and said, I'd, I'd rather talk about the movie than pull the rather than sexism say it's card because of and sexism. criticize yeah. male directors and how tyrannical they well, are. Well, I think there's a conversation to be had about bad behavior from directors, no matter what gender they are. Exactly. And... I was surprised, actually, that under the uh, video of this interview, there were some comments that were extremely balanced in that perspective. Isn't it weird when the internet's like not an absolute disaster? It surprises you, right? It's kind of it's kind of uplifting in a weird way. Yeah. So one of the comments said every director should get asked questions about it uh, about interpersonal relations because it's important. Um, The pay gap between Harry. Harry Styles and Florence Pugh is important, especially if her defense for a lot of the criticism is it being a female-led film. Uh, it's BS. The your the pay gap has everything to do with the fact that he is twice the name, unfortunately, that she is right now in pop in popular culture. Is but it, because also... of Olivia Wilde's posturing as a champion for yeah. a f- like female-led film, then, then she should have to answer for the pay gap, right? But they're not asking that question. The, the, the public might be asking that question, but mm-hmm. Stephen Colbert sure is telling answering that she, question. And this also said the Shia LaBeouf situation is important. Olivia seemingly bringing on a lesser qualified actor to play a lead role and Who then dating had? him <laughs> is important. Yes, Male is. directors should get asked the same questions as female directors, not the other way around. Yep. Yeah, I feel like a male director would be really criticized for like putting his girlfriend in a role. I don't know. I, I don't well, know. I, I mean, more, if, if more there's so no than drama, if there's no drama, I don't. I don't know if I actually buy that. I, I think like uh, uh, a lot of it ends up being like you don't know that they're dating or you don't know they're. I'm trying to think of. I, sh- I would if I'd been better prepared. I would have had. Uh, 
um, a list with me of like directors who have had their uh, spouses in, in movies. I don't think that's inherently a problem. I don't either. But I don't people think so want either, to but question I feel like, it and call it out. Like, go ahead. Like it's not a gendered it, issue. And to be, I will actually say this might actually feel like it is more of a gendered issue because it's we're it, we're new to the concept of the roles being reversed. If if we're talking yeah. about a male director with a female lead star, you're like oh, it was Helena Bonham Carter. Helena Bonham Carter, I believe her uh, oh, her yeah. husband is a director or something like that, right? So mm-hmm. this is one of those things where it's like you expect. Wait, are you talking about Tim Burton? Tim is Tim Burton. Yes. That are you talking about the Fight Club girl? Is you that are where, a pop yeah. culture machine. Today well, I know with your, that. With your well, actually, I don't know. I'm seeing a theme: Sherry Moon Zombie and Helena Bonham Carter. They kind of fit a. That's kind of a. That's a trope. Hmm. Uh, I have a a, ty- a type a type. <laughs> A type of actress who I appeals right. to me. That so, sounds weird. <laughs> if it's a guy director in a female, I feel like that's it's so common that we wouldn't make reference of it unless it was it's more twentieth century. But now because it has yes. been reversed, I will give her the I will give her the credit on this one that it even though they're not bringing it up, we the public are bringing it up because it is a weird reversal of roles. Well, if you're right. going to smash the patriarchy queen and you're going to, uh, you know, all these things, it's at least worth talking about. I think it's sussy. As the kids would say. Um, another comment said to deflect the allegations by merely stating that men aren't asked these questions, uh, that they aren't appropriate, is unbelievably counterproductive. I completely li- agree that gender bias dictates financing and production of female-led films, but a toxic set isn't something that is purely conjured by press. Uh, you conjured a toxic set, not the press. The press yeah. just reported on it. And uh, financing of a film would be a lot easier if your first film hadn't literally been memory hold uh, almost instantly and then made some weird comment about how it entered the cultural zeitgeist when everybody else is saying, what movie? Yeah, huh? exactly. What are you it's talking completely about? Completely irrelevant to everyone but critics. It does feel like sometimes they just talk and say stuff and just kind of hope that nobody's going to check. Well, she's also patting herself on the back for making a movie during COVID. Oh my God. She was like bragging to Colbert about how she would film a scene and then she would pick up her baby and then go to the monitor and they would tell her news about some new COVID restrictions that they had to work around and it was just so hard and then we would film a scene again and Did it's you- more about the feeling she gets from being in charge than about being invested in her film also i'm still annoyed at when they talk about that as if men haven't had kids and then gone back to work uh like you made the choice to have the baby there rather than having the baby home with the baby's she had, father yeah she had her daughter in the sh- in the film yeah playing um, her daughter did you uh did you hear the um the tom cruise the video of tom cruise blowing up on set of Mission Impossible during COVID because people weren't wearing masks and like yeah yeah that's like but that's like uh, that was absurd but you get it because this dude's fine like he's uh, his production companies are behind it he's funding a lot of this and if people aren't taking restrictions seriously he doesn't really think that they're going to get COVID and die he just doesn't want the set to get shut down he goes it's not me who's going to lose money it's all these people that are getting paid per day you're putting their jobs at risk by doing this and the pressure of it being his responsibility 
came out heavily in that uh, in that interview. It is funny how that got memory hold when Top Gun Maverick came out. Right. No, nobody was like, "Oh yeah, Maverick." You well, what about this? You just reminded me that it happened. I yeah, I know. I I had a bad vibe from Tom Cruise for a reason. Everyone is allowed beyond to, just Scientology. He gets to. I was he, gonna say like, he gets to. He gets his blow up. That's fine. He's a. Uh, he, he, he's a star. He's a star. He's. The, is he entitled to that he behavior? Is, he, uh, as far as I'm concerned, his box office draw makes it more, gives him more leniency. Is that the right thing? They're I don't know. praised for being tyrannical. Well, there you go, Brad. Well, what if she's like, oh my God, guys, could you like put your masks on? Because like we really want to get this movie done and like COVID really sucks, right? But like we need to finish the movie and they're like, shut up. <laughs> like <laughs> you, sometimes you have to be a bit tyrannical you got to take charge you have to she she i guess she didn't girl boss up hard enough to like <laughs> yeah yeah she should have stepped it up <laughs> like I, uh, and to be fair tom cruise did also say like we worked very hard to get this stuff out during you know these trying times and stuff like this so that's i'm trying to be as fair to her as possible today no stop I'm I, <laughs> um i i also am bothered by the way that she always emphatically praises Florence Pugh every time she's brought up in a way that comes off yeah like so inauthentic she is such a queen um every time she's just like she had such an amazing performance I love my actress blah 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 and it's so obvious that she's on some level disgruntled that she didn't get to play Alice I'm picturing a guy saying I love my actress and then picturing the the Jezebel or Mary Sue article talking about how it's possessive language and is a part <laughs> of a, patriar- a patriarchal society. Well, it is it is her front woman. Yeah, my actress. Yeah. Um, she said, I have nothing but respect for Florence's talent. There's nothing cooler than a busy actress uh, when she was referring like she to that. Pew. Uh, filming Dune 2 instead of doing a press conference for Don't Worry Darling. Uh, she's so busy that she just can't be here. Coincidentally, You're not bitter at all. And Chris Pine, to be fair, Chris Pine also missed the last t- couple of press junkets as well. They're both just like, I'm out of here. They were not having fun. No. I'll say that. Chris Pine looked absolutely miserable that whole time. Yeah. The whole but I just, festival. I still want to know, even if Spitgate isn't real or if it's like exaggerated, why did he stop clapping? Why did Chris Pine look that dejected and stop clapping? I mean, maybe he was what just... What was it? Maybe he, he did. He could have been zoning out thinking about what he wanted to eat for dinner. Yeah. Like, sometimes hmm. y- you got to recognize re- these are just people. Then it's just bad timing. And yeah. And the clip, the clip in slow motion where he's like... But he, uh, he stopped in a way that looked offended, that looked uh, affronted by something. He's yes. Like, and then he, he stares down at his lap and he's like thinking about what to do. Yeah. Like, it was... It did look like, like I, I saw. Um, it I don't I think it's think a conspiracy it, theory. I think they jumped too quickly to say it was debunked yeah. when it wasn't. And also, it is like you said. They go to this one because it's the straw man yeah. of the argument. It's the easiest one to be like, look how silly this is. He clearly did not spit on. Well, like him. there are other things that are confirmed, such as Florence Pugh's uh, glam team all wearing t-shirts that said Miss Flow on it. Or the- it was clearly something that was noted, that was talked about, that was a running joke between all of them. Like, if anything, Spitgate... The rift between Florence Pugh and Olivia Wilde isn't completely, like, conjured up out of nothing. Nope, not at all. It's a real thing. Hmm. Um, I think they're just gaslighting everyone. <laughs> Let's go to Super Chats. Let's do it. 
Matt said it's a site-wide thing. Same with IRL. Thank you. We, I mean, we can bring it up to them. Oh, uh, about the, the, about the segments and stuff. Segments and the full show. Okay, and he said thanks. Thank you. We'll uh, look into that. Overdressed said, "I loved Doctor House. This was the last time Olivia Wilde did something I cared about. More important, Brad. Film list when." I need it for personal reasons. Love all of you guys so much. Great show. We want guests. We want to, we, we really want to start doing guests uh, on Fridays. Uh, that's something that we're looking into. I want to get um, Chris Gore on here. He's another one that uh, I see a lot. Uh, and also, as far as Dr. House, there's a scene when in that show when the character of 13 gets her Huntington's diagnosis that proves to you just how good of an actress Olivia Wilde actually is. Uh, and her in that role is absolutely fantastic. I just don't think she's all that much for... She's not as enough of a director to have the attitude and complaining that she has, I guess. Well, they are, he's asking about your film list. Oh, um, oh I, thought was, uh, I thought that was something else. Uh, yeah, but I let you go off. I have a... I have <laughs> a uh, I, I don't have a film list. I have a television show list that is now like four... Five pages long. Perhaps I will print it. Can we get a film list too? Uh, my film list would be much shorter. Uh, I'm much more of a television person than I That's am. Okay. Movie, than I am a movie person. Uh, it's really good. There was a comment the other day. I was talking about like I, I didn't get like some movie reference that somebody made, and that happens because like mm-hmm. uh, I've seen a lot of movies, but a lot of them like the really really popular or famous ones. If I do see it, I see it once, mm-hmm. and then I don't like. And then the movies I, I love uh, tend to be weirder or just, not even like cult classics, like like not even like pretentious cult classics, but movies that other people probably think are just generally bad that I don't care and I just I love them anyways. So yeah, we want that list too. Yes, it's I, it's in the works. Just trust and. Mm-hmm. And believe i need to stop watching youtube said colbert is a <laughs> wait what a we a wheat heart <laughs> what does that mean uh it's like the r word but not but saying oh. it like a like an r word the, yes okay <laughs> yvonne ortiz said if hollywood wants a female spy f- movie they could just make a live version of totally spies you have three strong female actors that are both racially and economically diverse, and not add woke stuff. They could do that. Like I said, or they could like I said, if I would be, I would be amenable to making Alias again to to bring Jennifer Garner back. And okay, even as I say that, I'm like, they can't do it, Rel. It's gonna suck. Maybe they. What can't. about Covert Affairs? Uh, oh my God! Don't touch it. Leave it alone. Covert Covert Affairs is back. one of the greatest examples of the last time. Like you can't do international relation type stuff like that <laughs> anymore with like a feel good tone. Like there's this great episode where she's like, it's actually fairly serious material where she's like escorting like a an Italian journalist across the Italian countryside uh, because um, he's going to be taken in by a government. Uh, and they need to get out of this area, otherwise, uh, otherwise the guy would be tortured. And the tone is like flirty and light, and the subject matter is so heavy, and they have none of the ability to be able to do that nowadays. Yeah. And seems like it ended at just the right time. And Piper Perabu is a very, very unique actress in that she has the ability to project extreme strength through her. Like she has this like very like. Have you seen Zoolander? She has her yeah. own kind of blue steel type of like I'm looking serious and determined facial expression. 
where mm-hmm. she like purses her lips and does this face. And then also project. Uh, she also has a great smile. Great smile and warmth and kindness. And in that show, I, I think that finding an actress and getting that right, they would get right maybe one times out of 50. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to see. I just want to be able to watch those shows and not have to. That's the beauty of it, right? You can still watch that yeah. show and go back. Your little, it, it needs to be your little secret so they don't ruin it. And Christopher like Gorham else. wouldn't be able to be brought back as Augie because they would have to hire, like, because he's not blind in real life and that character wouldn't be. Well, uh, I mean, does Matt Murdock have to be played by a blind man? They too? have, fla- I guess both shows have flashbacks to them when they could see, so. That works. So it's okay. So well, yeah. No, I don't know. Because, I don't understand how it works. No, the idea there is like that's like you're out. Like if you if if it requires that same actor to do flashbacks to a time when they could see where the character actually could see, then they can do that, right? But if there is no impetus to do that, then they're. I suppose. I mean, I mean I none of it makes sense. No, it doesn't. It's all arbitrary. <laughs> yeah, Bobcat said, "You know who can make killer western movie? Alec Baldwin." <laughs> A killer that, Western movie. Dude, they, they did a joke for the, the honest trailer for Nope where they said, um, they, they said, uh, they said, uh, they said, uh, a dead, uh, a Western, uh, a Western movie on a budget deadlier than Alec, or deadlier than Alec Baldwin making a Western movie on a budget. And that was in like a mainstream screen junkies thing. And I couldn't believe they That's did funny. that. So good for them. Carnell said another example would be Mila. Janovich. Janovich. Jovovich. 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 Uh, Paul plus w. Paul Anderson and uh, Melissa McCarthy and Ben Falcone. Falcone, uh, maybe Falcone. Uh, but Millie, uh, that's like Resident Evil. She did the Resident Evil movies, and I believe Paul W. S. Anderson did the first Mortal Kombat movie, if I remember correctly. Hmm. But she was not in that. Bad app said trash TV and ship. <laughs> there you go. I probably shouldn't point it out because it's just drawing more attention to it but bad app has been strangely pg he's like i'm sick of lately not having my stuff yeah. read yeah <laughs> get what you pay for we we like hearing what you have to say as ba- long as it can yeah. be read out loud I'm, bad app i'm picturing like a skit where like bad app decides one day he's just gonna settle it's time to settle down it's yeah it's time to time to time to settle down tone it down it's time to tone it down <laughs> walker texas danger said Moist Critical has a pretty fair take on Spitgate. I might have to check that out. I've not seen that. I can't speculate on it too much. I saw the video and that was all. Oh, come on. That's the, that stuff is designed for speculation. If anything is designed for you to speculate, it's that. Right, yeah. I, I can't get sucked into it. He also said, oh, and Olivia is still just a brat. She's absolutely a brat. He's pretty old to be acting that way. She's um, not even. She's like. She's like a little bit younger than me. She's like thirty four. Like you no. should stop. She's like thirty nine. Okay, I thought she was a little bit younger than me. Anyways, way, she's still, still twenty years to grow up. <laughs> time to grow up. A bad app said, "What's your opinion on rom com? Rom coms." Um, um, I mean, not my genre, but I love uh, the girl next door and some that's ten things good. I hate about you. I like- is Clueless a rom com? Kind of, kind it's, of. I think it's more. Uh, that would it probably has an element fall. to it. I like. like that. There's something about Mary. I've only seen it once. That's a good um, one. I still remember the. I put it this way: the scene of uh, of zipping up the pants. I like the TV version of "There's Something About Mary." The the, the scene of zipping <laughs> up the pants see still gross. makes me hurt to this day. <laughs> that like, was that movie, right? Yeah. Okay. Still hurts me. Like I'm literally thinking about it now and getting chills. As to how much that Sorry actually Sorry for bringing it up. Painful. I, do you like Pretty Woman? 
either of you? Um, I haven't seen it in a really long time, but I think it was a good one. I enjoyed it when I watched it. There were scenes I like oh, and 13 remember. Thirteen going on thirty. Oh yeah, Perfect. I like that better rom-com. as an adult than I liked it when it first came out. It's this. It's coming of age plus rom com. That's the. That's a good one. Not a not a rom com, but it is kind of a coming of age. What? Uh, Big Fat Liar. I haven't seen that. Big Fat Liar with Frankie Muniz and Wait. Amanda oh. Bynes. Oh, and I've been Paul meaning to Giamatti. watch that. It's yeah. freaking incredible, dude. Go watch it. It's hilarious. You, I mean, Amanda Bynes was normal. Oh, uh, you miss it. Uh, you did Frankie Muniz. Fra- you know, Frankie Muniz became like a a, a race car driver. What? After he became also like or, or what do like you call motocross. someone who like crafts olive oil like. Artisan, artisan something yeah olive oil like he did that too he's like he, he made, really branched out he's kind of like kind of like um snoop dog do you think he'd be good at acting again oh yeah he could still act he did a i remember he randomly came back and did an episode of criminal minds where he yeah. played like a like a violent like he went he went through like a psychotic break and in, in like offed a bunch of gang members uh and it was really interesting because they kind of did the the intro to each segment was done like Sin City with like comic book panels. Yeah. Uh, it was it was actually really really creative. So, Frankie Muniz also uh, he's like short representation in Hollywood. I feel like he's like my height. <laughs> well, when you get casted when you're a child, they can't yeah. predict that. So, yeah. so it happens. Yeah, Frankie's yeah. Great. Well, I thought that shorter men sometimes were favored in um, in TV and movies because you can easily fit them in a shot with a woman. Mm, I mean, they're more likely to like Tom Cruise always has to go up on Apple boxes to, 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 to make him taller or they like, there's, there's really funny. There's whole montages. Like you can find whole like super cuts on YouTube. It's like all the creative ways they film Tom Cruise to make him look taller than he is. (laughs) Uh, Like, film him low and up so that he looks taller here or like he's standing and the person he's in the scene with is sitting and they do the same thing with um like meredith eaton is like a she's a a little person you know the the she's uh she a little, is it little dwarfism? person she has dwarfism mm-hmm. uh she's a fantastic actress and they find great ways of like including her in scenes uh and they have to block the scene differently so that the actors don't so that it can't be filmed in an awkward way mm-hmm. so it's usually it's that person sitting or uh or there's an impetus for that person to kneel down in a way that isn't derogatory to the character uh they find ways to do it that's very creative mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that's the little stuff that I love about movie making that you like I get hung up on that stuff and then forget what the hell I'm watching because I'm looking at how they like block a scene so that they can make two people fit in the scene together or my other favorite is like how they hide bottles and logos oh yeah because they don't always have the ability to get like fake bottles or and conveniently logos. Oh, so show logos <laughs> they're like angle it just right they're like ah yeah <laughs> <laughs> set it down like that so that's the stuff i love javi J said late as always alita battle angel is the way that you do a live action adaptation and rollerblading in that movie with people that i know did the that's why you're gonna love barbie yeah that's it that's why i'm gonna love barbie that and and margot robbie's uh total smoke show that too total smoke total smoke total smoke show do they Uh, do they blade in well, the, that we saw that in um, the pictures of them filming. Were they on they like the quad skates? Yeah. No, they weren't inline skates. Inline they're skates. inline skates. Yep. yep. They were like the old, uh, like kind of like how you, you see the Impalas now, like the the ones that are all colored that they sell at skate shops, like with the quads. Uh, they're rec skates. They're very clearly okay. rec skates, but yeah, that's that. So it's like a modern version of that. It's a throwback to the late nineties. 
Cool. All right, guys. We are going to move on. We're going to talk to Podluck, and we're going to talk Podluck, and we're going to talk Bryce Dallas Howard because, by gosh, she was asked to lose weight for a movie role. Mary, thoughts? You know, it's really not fair. I think that this is part of the ginger side. They just want him out. And particularly the ginger side on ginger women. See, I don't um, think there's a gendered issue here. I think it's all gingers. Well, she also um, somewhat famously has a huge ass. <laughs> she, so she is thick, as they say. I don't know if it's that if it's all that fair to ask her to lose weight for the role when that's what people came to see, right? But I want to point out that there was a scene there when we did the review for this. Hannah Claire said that she felt that there were scenes at the end when they were in the in like the hangar of the airport where they felt that she was dressed in a way like they were trying to hide a baby bump or something Because they were like filming that. for a long time. Yes. So maybe her Got body pregnant, changed yeah. during so the, so the filming at the end. So it says, uh, what being in this thir third film allowed, uh, how, how do I say this? How do I say this? How do I say this? <laughs> that's actually the quote. I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, I know. Really. How do I say this? How do I say this? How do I say this? I've been asked to not use my natural body in cinema, Howard said. On the third movie, it was actually because there were so many women cast. It was something that Colin felt very strongly about in terms of protecting me because the conversation came up again. We need to ask Bryce to lose weight. You don't need to ask Bryce to lose weight. She looks great. She something that sounds low-key like a backhanded compliment um, here is he was like, there are lots of different kinds of women on this planet, and there are lots of different kinds of women in our film. Oh, by the way, um, we, we she said she got to do stunts that wouldn't have been possible if she had been dieting. I mean, I don't know. How I can't imagine the, what those would I have know. been. It was like fitting through like a, <laughs> a narrower escape hatch or something. I have I don't no know. idea. <laughs> I don't remember anything like that from the film, but. So she says that weight has often come up as a topic of discussion among studio executives and that the conversations came up again while the shooting Dominion. I remember not that long ago we were talking about, and I'm not going to remember the actress's name, so I'm not even going to like pause to think about it, but whoever the actress was from one of like from the movie Troy talked about how she felt objectified because she had to go in in full, uh, in full garb and like turn around for the executives. But they, they kind of forget that it is a visual medium and it is the job of the executives and the directors to make sure that you look right for the part, mm -hmm. for, the, for the role. It is Maybe twirling is going a little bit far. I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, no, I, I don't know if I necessarily, if, 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 because then you're, you're ascribing that to they're looking at the way she looks. They're looking as to how this costume looks. Like, like you have to look yeah. at what it looks like because that was like. Um, well, Troy. what if what if it were like not with the costume on? What if it were just looking at her body to see if her body looked right for the role? I don't know if I necessarily think have a problem. Fine. I, I think that if you're choosing to be an actress, which is an inherently visual medium, you have the right to not do that. But I don't think that if they're spending hundreds of millions of dollars to make these movies, yeah. they have a right to be as. Uh, protective over their right investment to, as possible i don't think they should be like all right strip we want to yeah yeah no, but sure. i think that in a audition i'm sure that they're taking that kind of stuff into consideration is that part of an actor or actress's contract being in a certain for level men, of fitness perhaps or a certain, in certain roles for, for certain men? body measurements you have to get very particular about it if you're going to put it in a contract marvel um, had requirements for amount of muscle mass they had to put on for yeah. the men. I don't so know then for the women, would it be like you have to have this range of waist and hip measurements or ratio 
And if you don't have it, then you're a breach of contract. I could imagine them doing that. I absolutely could. Like, I don't and know. And that if sounds they like did. something that would never be revealed to the public. No, no, not at all. But it, it seems realistic, right? But like, it, once you are contractually obligated to the role, that is part of it. Well, you got to. You can't just costume, do whatever you want to your hair. And you got to keep continuity. Yep. I'm assuming. No, nope. uh, I remember when Shalita Grant was hired to do, uh, was it NCIS New Orleans or something like that? A big thing for her was like they, they wanted her to straighten her hair. She did not want to straighten her hair. And she had to like work out negotiations with them to like, look, I don't want to do it. And, and like she ended up doing like they made a compromise. And so she put it in a, in a ponytail. And it was like one of those really tight ones that apparently like made, gave her headaches or whatever or mm -hmm. gave her migraines. Um, and that was like that ended up being like such a big annoyance for her. It became one of the reasons that she left the show. But like, mm -hmm. you know, they have a right to ask what they want of every character. But nowadays, with culture the way it is, they can weapon like the, if an actor doesn't want to do that, they can weaponize it and say that oh, they're being sexist or they're being racist by asking me to mm -hmm. do this for the role. Well, there are actors and actresses who will, like shave their head for mm -hmm. roles. GI Jane or or lose a bunch of weight yep. to appear like unhealthy that's, and underweight. That's what uh, Christian Bale did yeah. for Lawnmower Man, right? And then, uh, or, and Robert John Burke did it for a role at, back in the '90s. That's a very common thing. And this is the thing that I, I talked about the other day. It was like the, it's a comic book panel, and it's like it shows like a hot woman, and, and then it cuts to the comic of the woman. She goes, "Oh my God, unrealistic! Where are her organs? Where are her organs? Unrealistic body expectations." But it goes like, the other way too. Sometimes they want people to get heavier yes so she mentioned dewanda wise was muscly in jurassic world dominion dewanda wise who should have been Rava. was that also something that they asked her to do i mean i think it would be reasonable if they did maybe they should uh, and maybe just because like with with these characters now i get annoyed particularly this isn't a superhero movie but i get annoyed when people complain about like having to get in shape for these roles i'm like you're literally playing a superhero you're the idealized version mm -hmm. of the human form mm -hmm. you you should not look like an everyday joe schmo yeah. but it also was annoying when they tried to um make natalie portman into that that image well that's it's because they made it like a manly version of it the the men should look like that the women should be feminine in their in their perfection well but what if it makes sense for their character to be kind of jacked for a woman right it didn't really like work dewanda wise was like that yes well, i mean i don't think it works for natalie portman because she's naturally they're like black swan like <laughs> yeah you're tiny there's the, there's the image of her lifting Thor's hammer at like Comic-Con. She looks like she can barely hold it's, it up. It's, it's like, like they chose her specifically because it makes no sense. The, and that, it's jarring. In that comic panel then, it's, so it shows the girl and she's like looking at the female comic and she's like, oh my God, unrealistic body expectations. And then it shows a guy looking at like a Conan the Barbarian comic. He's got like a 12 pack of abs. And the guy goes, awesome. Need to go to the gym. Need to buy a sword. <laughs> like guys they hate how easy it is for us to, to be, be happy, happy. The, yes have you, have you ever seen that that meme it's like it's a guy like in the in his living room with just a tv and like a lawn chair mm -hmm. and and women are like men think it's okay to live like this and the guys like women just hate how little it takes for us to be happy and that's what bill burr talks about. something like, to be said for women that. women like w like women get into a relationship with a guy and they just can't stand downtime they're like we got to go to brunch we're gonna go out and get coffee and the guy's like i just want to watch tv on my own. Downtime's on the best. Exactly. So 
I don't know. To me, this is one of those things. I don't think there there wasn't necessarily a reason to care about it here because she's gorgeous, and it's mm-hmm. not like she needed to look like she was a superhero. She was just. Right. Uh, if anything, they were. Kind she's of, a mom. She's a mom. And they were in hiding, kind of right, yeah. like or not hiding, but the the daughter was in hiding. Uh, so I don't think there was a need to train it. And like you said, she's a. She. I think people go to see Bryce Dallas Howard look the way she looks. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Right. Exactly. I, I agree. But I also think that that sort of thing seems to come with that industry that you you may have to adjust yourself for certain types of characters, but should it always be expected that women have to be like a particular body type to be on film, period? No. Well, then then it's about the role you apply for. Yeah. You, if, you're, you, if you're a superhero, yep. you should look like a superhero. Yep. Guys like, or girls. Uh, that's whatever probably the part of the contract. Of. For the yeah. men, it is. For, for the men, it I absolutely mean, is. I can't imagine it's not, but maybe we'll find that details exposed years later. See, if she was smart, what she would have said is, I am uh, thick hips representation, and you right. need to keep me on because I am here to, um, uh, to, to represent for thick women everywhere. I don't uh, think she's, she doesn't look that thick. She's, she's she's got a curvy booty. She's she does. Yeah, that's but, what people love about Bryce Dallas. I did yeah. not know that. I did not know that until you told me that. I've seen tweets like thirsting Thirst after tweets. Bryce Dallas Howard. So they yeah. said uh, the Jurassic World franchise has been something of a constant battle for Howard. Not only was she asked to lose weight for the movies, but also had to contend with being paid less than her co-star. Do you remember Aww. this? Oh my God! The lead actor made more than me. The guy with the bigger name made more than me. Whatever will I do? And then he had to come and save her by like saying like helping her get. Were you here for that segment, or was that when you were out of town? Uh, basically, she, he made more than her, and they're like, "How dare he make more than her?" Even though his name is at the top of the marquee, mm-hmm. and he's the bigger star. Guardians of the Galaxy had just came out; he's a big name. But then, like when they went into contract negotiations for like uh, like toys mm-hmm. and rides, he got like pay equality for all of them, I which mean, he didn't have to do. I remember Jennifer Lawrence complaining about that with Leonardo yeah, DiCaprio, was, which is even more extreme of a difference. And then Florence Pugh and Harry Styles. So but think about this. It says she was eight, making $8 million to Pratt's $10 million. He's a way bigger name than she is. He is. I'm sorry. Yeah, but it also, I'm sure it happens both ways. Just the guys don't complain about it. They don't. Well, also, it's. Or it, they might be more likely to speak up when doing the whole contract in the beginning. That's, saying, yeah, hey, that's I, another factor. I actually would like to be paid this much, and that's, I think I'm worth this much. That's where the gender wage, a lot of like the gender, if I remember correctly, that's where a lot of that is negotiated through men choose higher risk jobs that have hazard pay. Men work more hours, and men are more likely to be confrontational and walk away from a contract negotiation if they don't get paid what they think they're worth mm-hmm. whereas uh women tend to i'm not saying all some not all you don't lydia, need to tell me <laughs> as lydia, no like lydia yesterday was like i have been spending years saying not all men and you can't even do that for me today when we were making fun Whoa. of something <laughs> Uh, but like uh, women have the tendency to be more agreeable and will just yeah. kind of take what they're but offered. Then I feel like when a woman does choose to be confrontational about that or try to um, confidently negotiate a higher salary, it didn't work out for Neve Campbell. She ended up having to walk away. Well, no, I think it, like the outcomes of confrontations don't go as well for women anyway. I, I think that might be that them. the guy, if the guy walks away, there's no story there. There's a story if the woman walks away. There isn't a story if the guy walks away. Yeah, I suppose that's right. Like if the there's guy walks away. There's more tension on her yeah. situation. 
uh, her being the star of, of the Scream franchise. But it's like by this point, like we talked about the other day, the stars are no longer the stars. The, the franchise is the star that's making the it's actors. It's a mantle. It's a mantle. So they can just pass it on and, and, and do that. So uh, all I know is uh, let Bryce Dallas Howard keep the hips. Don't make her. Leave Bryce yeah. Dallas Howard alone. Leave, leave them alone. So, all right. Uh, I want to talk before we before we go. I want to talk about Dilbert and, and Scott yeah. Adams. Uh, so basically, Scott Adams <laughs> and Dilbert has gotten canceled uh, out of uh, uh, more than seventy seven newspapers. I had to relook at that because at first I thought it said seventy seven hundred, but just what? There aren't even that many newspapers. Seventy seven. Uh, uh, I, I guess I, I didn't know what I was. How uh, many? How many newspapers do you think there are circulating in the country right now? Maybe. I mean, most likely that? less than there used to be. Like, the peak has already passed. Who in the chat knows? Or if somebody wants someone, to Someone, yeah, yeah. It usually happens that someone in the chat knows everything yeah. about one small area of expertise. D- Dilbert author Scott Adams has been drawing the comic strip since 1989, and the strip that pokes fun at office culture was wiped from nearly 77 newspapers. The Le- material for that just is never exhausted because office culture has only gotten more bizarre since... Like ninety nine. Think mm-hmm. they do like weird like. Uh, did you guys remember when like when there was the big like feminist debate about air conditioning about like? Yeah, that's like a perfect like, what thing. Mm-hmm. Like more and more you want to stories that? like that. Well, uh, it basically it's like a feminist uh, struggle for uh, women freezing to death in the office. Uh, like men run the monopoly on the thermostat they just are warmer bodied people and and the patriarchy women are forced to freeze in uh their work environment because Uh, they're naturally colder and i remember uh, there was like a comic strip attached (laughs) to an article about it where it's like it's like an office thermostat and then there's like a there's like a lock over it says like locked by order of the patriarchy your money (laughs) on is going crazy it's a ghost ghost maybe well I'm definitely Paranormal always freezing. Chat. Are you always at, freezing? At work, it's yeah. you. This is her. She's the one who's been doing but this. But I, I'm not. I haven't complained about it. I just put on another layer usually. But also, I wasn't a big part of women being incorporated in the workforce directly cl- connected to air conditioning yes. becoming a thing. Yeah, you can't win. Yeah, You're, definitely. We're wrong when we give you air Double conditioning. Double edged sword. Air we're, conditioning. We give was. you air conditioning. You're happy. We keep the air conditioning. You're mad. We, we can't want, win. We want personal assistance to just <laughs> just fan us with a big leaf oh, and check on our temperature at all times. So it says it was uh, it was part of a larger overhaul. They're talking about the removal of uh, of the comics. It says I believe of comics, but why they decided what was in and what was out that's not known to anyone except them. They're talking about Lee Enterprises. Uh, so Adam said this. He says he noted that he coincidentally happened after he incorporated wokeness into his stories. And basically what that is, is he's uh, you looked at this, right? That he incorporated a character. It's, it's a black character that identifies as white, which is uh, well. You he, know, he also goes against ESG, which I like I said, which uh, we were recently talking about. And it's really hard to parse out what that means. If they're talking about the concept that you know, uh, you know, they're 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 going against short-term financial goals be- goals because of m- climate change, you know, I, yeah. I know what ESG is, but I know enough to know enough that I don't know enough at all. 
so it, I, sure. we know what it is. It seems to me in a lot of cases like it's a far more complex issue that has been turned into a bit of a boogeyman anytime something doesn't go one direction. Like uh, it's very easy to blame it on that when there could be a lot of corporate decisions okay. down the line beyond just your company's ESG score. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like he, well, he pokes fun at it, yeah. um, which doesn't require you to like know all of how it works, like all the complexities of it. Yeah, his quote says, all of the wokeness and anything that permeated from ESG, so that stuff made its way into the business world, and then it became proper content for Dilbert. That at least makes sense yeah. in the context that it fits within his storyline. And I don't think he... So Thank you! That was a... Uh, quite one he says um <laughs> what i do is talk about how the employees handle the situation it's not about the goal of it but what um but people think i must be taking sides politically but it sounds like he's just making fun of what's actually becoming more of a relevant issue in the workplace really he's um ahead of his time for yeah. having begun dilbert at a time when like Workplace culture yeah. was getting to the point, like it was on its way to where we are today, but it, it was nowhere near the level of absurdity. Yeah. Well, I think of like office space and uh, that was a big part of it. In, like the early 2000s, like office, like people didn't know how good they had it in the early 2000s. Like I got a 401k and a job and an office and all Americans are like, I'm, my life is so unfulfilled. I feel so empty inside. I'm like, dude, you got like a retirement plan. You're fine. The new generation doesn't even have that to... Thanks, Boomer. Like, that's... Yeah. That's, I think, like, uh, maybe millennials could have appreciated Dilbert had it not been silenced. Yeah. Because they were said to have been cursed with, like, graduating college into the worst, uh, like, workplace environment ever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think they realized how bad it would get. And I'm one of those people that tends to be very, like, when people start blaming boomers for everything, I, I roll my eyes, even though I, I, I actually agree with them, like, most of the time. Like, when I do that? <laughs> it's, it, it's, it, I almost always agree with them, but it always feels like such a deal with it type of thing i'm like well there's nothing we can do about it now i'm not the boomer in this conversation go complain to someone who can, yeah. <laughs> who can do something about it yeah but uh i hope he's not actually um like permanently canceled no, i won't. think he's gonna find the audience that appreciates the work that he's doing now scott adams yeah. is a very very successful yeah. man and just I, that it's even being covered i think more people are gonna become interested in the anti-woke comment he can comics. do it he, he can do like a like a dilbert version of a comic that's like about the gig economy like about working for like a rideshare company or something <laughs> oh yeah like that's that's the world we live in now well, i also like I a bot like, farm <laughs> That, that was like a that was like a, a scene in like a show I was watching. It's like uh. it's like two guys like doing it's like two uh, private eyes doing surveillance in a park, and one guy looks at the other one. He's like, "Why the hell are there so many people outside in the middle of the day on a Tuesday?" He goes, "This is a gig economy, dude. We're the suckers, not them. It's <laughs> the world we live in now." Yeah, I think I, there will be only more comedy and satire of wokeness. Uh, it, 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 I think uh, what we're waiting for now is like when it gets, it, it has to be done really, really well for mm -hmm. it to really, really work uh, and to really permeate beyond just the audience that already is against that type yeah. of stuff. Like the, the hardest part for me is like most of it is very like lowest common denominator. Yeah. Like Cause it, even if, if it becomes easier to make fun of something because it's getting more and more ridiculous in reality, that can become trite. Like even something that Scott Adams I, did well for a long time 
can become played out. It's not even him, but it's like if I hear one person who's like, did you just assume my gender? Like, that's not funny to me. It's lowbrow. And it's yeah. not like, it's like, whatever, man. Did like, you just But that's how I done. feel about yeah. like Dave Chappelle's specials and... To be fair, Sticks and Stones came out several uh, years ago. So it was it was a little bit more controversial at the time. That's how I feel yeah. about Bill Burr. I love old Bill Burr. Like, his new special. I just... It's not funny. I, I love I'm Bill sorry. Burr. It's just not funny. We will have to agree to disagree on Bill Burr. <laughs> we, we, will, we will. See, this All is right. why me and Mary are a great team, because we don't agree on anything. Oh, yeah. Well, some things. Maybe uh, about our hate, our shared hatred for things, which is really what unites people. Olivia Wilde. Yeah. <laughs> like, shared hatred for things and shared anger at things is like, I think, more uniting than like liking the same thing. Abortion, foreign policy, domestic policy. No, uh, no, 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 no. Olivia Wilde. Yep, we're good. Yep, okay. we're on the same page. We, we got that. <laughs> um, and then to finish it off, I want to at least do a factoid. Do you want? Do you want to do the okay. before we do the before we do that? You want to do the the ring doorbell thing? I want to oh, tell. I forgot uh, about that. Yes, <laughs> I want to point out. To, this is a fun fact. I was today years old when I learned that Ron Paul delivered the late Selena, the pop singer Selena, when she was born. I had no idea that he was an obstetrician. He was a doctor. And yes, he's a, he he says he's like uh, he's like I don't remember that, but it could have happened. But that basically that like her they parent, confirmed it. Yeah, they confirmed it. So he uh, he wow. Was, so yeah, like maybe that's that's what he should have small world the platform he should have run on in. Tw- where where was this? Uh, so, let's, it says uh, it says fans of the late Sel- Selena. Is it Quintet- Quintanilla? I thought it was Quintilla. Sure. Uh, uh, but so everyone knows her as Selena. That's how mm-hmm. I know her. This is uh, I found out that as a newborn, the late uh, music superstar was delivered by Ron Paul, prompting shock on social media today. Yes, that's Ron Paul, the former congressman and GOP presidential hopeful. We could have been so much better off if we had just listened to Ron Paul all those years ago. And father, <laughs> this of is sin- not a political show. <laughs> this is not a political show. Uh, now retired, the former politician worked as an obstetrician and gynecologist in Texas in the 60s and 70s. Uh, in fact, the Texas congressman reported delivered about 4,000 born in rural South Texas during that time period. Literally brought life into the world. Could Donald Trump do what that? What a king. <laughs> Meaning if, if you're from Texas, maybe... Ron Paul delivered, delivered you. you. Yeah, <laughs> check you your no idea. check your birth certificate. You want you may not. Yeah, you, you know, uh, so I just thought that that it says yeah. Her father Abraham made the revelation about her birth earlier this year with the Latin Groove News, as reported by the Houston Chronicle. The singer was born in uh, in Lake Jackson, Texas. Although her mother was not aware she was pregnant uh, when she arrived at Freeport Community Hospital, feeling ill. That that's is crazy. A, that's a crazy story. I almost want to end there because it's kind of a. I mean, actually, it's a feel good story. It's, it's sad because of what happened to Selena, yeah. but it's mm-hmm. uh, it's it's just a it's just a very kind of not touching but unique kind of factoid mm-hmm. that now you can go into the world. Fun There's and a at, little pop culture uh, and uh, politics factoid. At your Fun at your fact. next time you guys are at CPAC or at whatever libertarian <laughs> what what do they call it? what's the one that they always go to uh, Liberty Fest Liberty Fest or or what's Student it Pork Fest they go to Pork Fest uh, uh, <laughs> next time you're at a, a festival and you're and you're talking to some fellow interest uh, person who's interested in both pop culture and politics you can tell them that Selena was delivered by Ron Paul Did you know Did you know that's that's what this is All right guys. <laughs> 
Uh, super chats. We got super chats there. Do you want to do Ring Nation? Uh, do we want to do? Do we want to? Or do do you, any, should we save that? I, I feel like we save should just it? end. I feel like we should just end on a good note today. Yeah. that one's more sad. Yeah, it's a I little, think that one's funny. It's, it's sad. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Javi J said, uh, "Oh no, Tacti Platy said, I'd give Bryce Dallas Howard a baby bump." <laughs> well, you know what? You and many, many other men. It's but absolutely, you won't. But you won't. So sadly, you Greg Duvier said, "Ask men to get ripped for a role crickets. You ask a female to lose weight for a role, everyone loses their mind, and everybody loses their mind." Yeah. Um, well, this time it actually wasn't reasonable. I think if they did ask her, don't you think? Eh. I I think yeah. I think like for certain types of roles where obviously the role... character is supposed to be in some sort of specific shape, maybe. But that should be stuff that they like discuss in the process of choosing who's going to do that role right well by then it was the third movie so it was probably harder by the third movie to lose the weight yeah it's also if if i remember correctly there was a lot of like backstage issues going on like getting dominion made like the whole point of the movie the bubble was like it was a satire of like all the struggles they had getting dominion made trying to make a big budget movie with covid protocols dominion i believe so was anyone on the bubble directly involved in dominion i don't think not that i saw but huh. that, I, I just remember me- that being mentioned. Okay. That was uh, that had I to mean, do with them trying to make a big bu- a big budget blockbuster during COVID protocols. Yeah, there was a lot of that. Yeah. Like, Don't Worry Darling was one of them. Well, that's not a big budget. That's an annoying, whiny budget from Olivia Wilde. Matt said Mustache Gate. Uh, what? What is Mustache Gate? Uh, unless we're talking about Henry Cavill and uh, sure. and the mustache from from there's like an everything gate now. I know it's hard to I keep up. I can't keep up. Little, uh, do you think everybody knows that Watergate was a hotel and it wasn't like the name of an actual thing? Like, no, what? they only know Adam Baldwin's gate. Adam Baldwin gate. <laughs> Bobcat said for Firefly, Jules state had to gain weight because the director wanted her character to look like the kind of girl that would enjoy a cheeseburger that's mm-hmm. yes that is absolutely like they said like she said that she was like she couldn't put on weight if she tried and she had to work very hard to do that i remember that jewel state's great too mm. also you guys if you haven't seen firefly go watch firefly it's only like 12 episodes long mm. but it's mm. it's great it's one of those things where it had such a cultural impact that you'll likely like you'll see things in it and you'll realize that you've heard pop culture references that have something to do with it without realizing it because it had that much of an impact on on popular culture mm-hmm. so i need to stop watching youtube said y'all need to do an episode about lizzo <laughs> twerking on the smoldering ruins of society was this did, did either of you see i didn't watch the video because i didn't want to throw up but there was a video of two women twerking on like a police car in front of a planned parenthood i've never in seen like a this. rap video and i wish you hadn't told me yeah it's it's, it's a thing in my mind i don't now. know if that was little lizzo one that they were talking about but it was it was definitely two like female rappers and i was just like i saw it and i'm like huh the continued degradation of decency scroll <laughs> <laughs> past it we yep. go um Bad app I'm not reading. You finally that. had a bad app that we're not reading. How's that make you feel? He had to do one. At least one. Yeah. At least one. All right. Caper two X said ghostly too much Mary. information. Ghostly also. Mary's at it again. PCC poltergeist. Yes, my, on. my money gun uh Did I do that? Yeah, that was Is that you. my fault? Okay. I'll tell you. 
Um, David M said to PCC and beyond. Well, thank you, David. That's a good note to end on. That is mm-hmm. a fantastic note to end on. So, uh, Taylor, thank you so much. Thank you. I'm I'm happy that I got to join you guys today. And you're you're going to be gone for a while, right? Like, you're I, gonna be like, we're not going to be able to have you back for a while. This will be my last show for a little while, but I will be back. Do not worry. I will return. We, we eagerly await your return. But I was really happy that I was coming on this week because... I'm going to miss you guys while I'm gone. We are going to miss you. Uh, let everyone know where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram at Taylor May Silverman, or you can find me on Twitter at TM Silverman, and you can find out there where I'm going. That, follow for more details. <laughs> yes, yeah, follow for updates. All right, Mary. Oh, there's another super we chat. We got there. one more. DC said shiny. I wonder who DC is. Maybe it's uh, Caper2x's sock account because uh, he secretly loves DC. That would be fu- yeah. He doesn't. He can't put make my Marvel in that one. Yeah. DC MMM. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Instagram at Mary Archived, and whenever I post articles on TimCast.com, I promote them there. I'm waiting for an article on Adam Levine or something. Uh, there's got to be something new coming. I'm. My brain doesn't work. <laughs> I'm waiting. Tell me more. Oh, about why? No, you said my brain doesn't work, but then I, I expected more to come from that, but nothing more came from that. I don't know why. <laughs> there's, think... one, there's one more Super Chat there. No, there's two more. Oh, Caper2x said, Happy Trails, Taylor. Thanks, Caper2x. That's suspiciously close to DC. Yes. Tyler Hoag <laughs> said, You guys weren't popping up on my feed. That yes. We are getting comments like that, and I do not like it one bit. One thing that I've been told you can do is you can go, um, if you do follow the show, uh, if it's not showing up in your feed, you can go directly to the Pop Culture Crisis YouTube page. And I think if you go to the actual playlist there, like the Pop Culture Crisis live playlist, it should show up there. But right now, we're definitely like, uh, it feels People like... People aren't getting notifications yeah. and they're not seeing our episodes in their feed. I'm, I, I'm not the person who wants to be like, it's a conspiracy. It could just be algorithmic. I don't know what it is. I don't think that there's a big conspiracy out to kill pop culture crisis. Maybe. Uh, uh, are we you really never that know. Thank you for putting in the little bit of extra effort to still join us. It, it means the world to me mm-hmm. that people actually like seek it out and that they, they, want, to, yeah. that they want to see it. So, there's one more from Caper2x. Um, it didn't show for me. It says, make mine marvel, DC heathens. He just had to add that just one. Just had in. to add that one. All right, guys, if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram, at Brett Dasvick for the show. We are here, if it shows up in your feed anyways, Monday <laughs> through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is noon Pacific. If it is not showing up there, I do encourage you to go check out the actual YouTube page and see if you can find it on there. Check the playlist, Pop Culture Crisis Live. I try to get the waiting room up every day between... Uh, 30 minutes before the show. Sometimes it's uh, it's 20 minutes, but in that window, uh, if you put in the extra effort, it, it means the world to us that you're coming to join us with these shows every day. It means, the, it really does. When I say that, uh, I am not, it is not an understatement. For uh, uh, We are also on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, and Spotify. I've been finding out more that there are people that like, we tend to put a lot of our effort here into the YouTube uh, strat, you know, part of the of the of the process, but there are people listening, so you can listen on those platforms. And if you want to follow us on social media, we are on Twitter at Pop Culture underscore Show, Facebook and TikTok at Pop Culture Crisis, and on Instagram at Pop Culture Crisis Pod. We will be back with another episode tomorrow. We'll see you then, guys. Bye, Bye. Bye guys. <laughs>